Blog Talk Radio. Rumors, rumors, rumors. Rumors everywhere. Is Manny Diaz staying? Or is Manny Diaz going? Is Mario coming? Or is Mario staying home in, at his new home in Oregon? How about the lane train? I'm hearing that Florida tried to get Lane in- interested in their job, and he declined. Why did he decline? Because, as has been rumored for at least a week now, designs on becoming a Miami Hurricane? What about the AD search? Where's that going? How about these crazy rumors that people on Twitter keep trying to throw out there? First they said the announcement's coming Monday. Then they said it's coming Tuesday. Now they're saying it's coming Wednesday. Rumors, rumors, rumors everywhere. So tonight, as we begin a new edition of Kane Sport Live, we're skipping the music. We're skipping the intro. We're getting right down to the nitty-gritty, the rumors, and to all the haters out there that went nuts over the story I put out yesterday, I want you to call in tonight so that I can answer all your questions, that we can set the record straight, so that you can see that it really wasn't as crazy after all, and uh, really, it's going to be an interesting few weeks ahead. So let's get to it. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we welcome you once again to Canesport Live. As always, this is your show. It'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You know the drill by now. If you want to come on the show, you hit the number one on your keypad that puts you in the queue. We bring you on the show in the order that you land in the queue. We have over 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. So the board is already starting to light up. A lot of people got something to say about what is going on at the U these days. So we're going to get right down to your calls. Again, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. And let's start tonight in the 917. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? BK Hurricane. Hey, what's up, BK? How are you, man? Crazy man, week, crazy week. the first time I've been the first. <laughs> yep, you did, you did well tonight. You got in early. Yeah, I was trying. Man, Gary, man, you're a legend, man. You broke Twitter last night, man. Dude, my God, man, what is up with some of these guys? I've ne- I mean, like, why the legend. hate? Like, there's so much hatred and so much anger and, like, you know man. You Gary? I don't, I don't think it's – I don't – I really didn't think it was you. It's just that people are just, like, fed up with the whole Diaz regime. Everybody's clamoring for change. I can't lie. When I first read the article, I was like, holy shit. Like, what? What is he trying to say? And then, then I paused. And then I paused for a second. It just kind of put it all together. But, man, I mean, it's just that people just want change, and there's so much misinformation out there. So well, much the, misinformation, and people are just thing freaking out. That I think freaked a lot of people out was the concept that Manny Diaz might be back, and 
it's really amazing to me how much of the fan base really doesn't want to see that happen and passionately doesn't want to see that happen. Even though, and please don't interpret this as me defending anybody. I mean, could I have been more on record the last three years about how I felt about the hire to begin with, about how Miami shouldn't be wasting three years, four years on these on a lab experiment. You know, basically they've spent three years now for Manny Diaz to train to be a head coach, and I like Manny, and I, you know, I'll be honest, I am absolutely blown away by the way he held that team together this year, by the the fact that those kids and people get mad when I say it. But if any fan base, BK, should understand that kids playing hard and kids finishing the season should not be an assumption or a given, it's this Canes nation, man. I mean, we've watched this team quit for three years in a row now. They haven't been winning at the end of November. They've been quitting. They've had one foot out the door. Okay? And... Yeah, that hasn't happened this year. I mean, if you're watching that game the other night, I mean, those kids were playing like it was a damn Super Bowl, man. And it's like, and I'm pissing people off if I mention that in a story. They're they're ridiculing it. Oh, you know, you, you, I, I, you, you know, you're supposed to get credit for playing hard at Miami of Ohio or whatever. You know, I saw all kinds of different comments. But like, man, come on, people, come on, guys. It's like have a little heart, man. Go ahead, BK. I I think part of the problem is is that, you know, the landscape of college football right now, right, you're seeing – I think this is the first time I've seen so many high, you know, coaching positions open, you know, available. And I think that if, you know, like what what a lot of the fans are thinking, I'm thinking that if we don't make a move now – we may get left behind because everybody's positioning themselves. You're seeing ridiculous numbers out there. Mel Tucker with his $95 million. Uh, uh, Franklin today just got a 10-year extension. Everybody's trying to protect their, their little piece in the pie, and whoever doesn't have a piece of the pie is willing to pay a whole lot of money to get one. Mm-hmm. Even to the point where there's rumors now Texas might not be happy with Sarkeesian. How much money do they got? This guy just got there, and there's rumors flying around that they don't want him now. Like, they could do better all of a sudden, you know? Well, you want to know what the problem so is, So I think that's what the fear is. That's what the fear is. Yeah, but you want to know what the problem is? What's that? There's nobody to hire, man. <laughs> like, you know, Penn State locked James Franklin back in. But if I said we're bringing James Franklin to Miami, does that really excite anybody? What's, what's, what's the guy who's five games at Penn State this year? It is what right. third or fourth? It's in what is fourth year at Penn State? I mean, like, would that excite anybody if I said James Franklin was coming here? Now he's staying at Penn State. But what State. about the guy who wants to come, Gary? Lane? Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Well, what's the knock on Lane? The knock on Lane is that he doesn't recruit. What's the biggest need well, at Miami? Recruiters, but do you think yeah. that, that that? I mean, just like you've always said, right? You've said this throughout the years. What coach would want to come and and work for Manny Diaz if they think they're a better coach than him? Right. You understand what I'm well, saying? Lane yeah, I, least, and I Lane agree with that. Could, I, I believe that. 
right, Lane can at least, he could, like, be a CEO, and he could get all these recruiters. He could get those defensive coordinators just based off of contacts who he's known. He has, he has a wide range of contacts. His, his father's Monty Kiffin. He coached in the NFL. Granted, he bounced around, but he could at least pull a coaching staff together that can recruit, and his name alone, his name alone could pull some of the best offensive recruits in the country because that's what he's known for. He may not be the best recruiter, but at least he has that name recognition. You know, Manny, he doesn't have name recognition. He doesn't have a, you know, he doesn't have a history of being a good coach, and he's got a history of if you don't, if you do not have the best athletes on the field, his defense is really suspect. Mm-hmm. Really suspect. So I think if the job does become available, a decision is made to fire Manny, I, I think Lane Kiffin's got a really good shot. And I I say this because I'm sensing behind the scenes that the cost of Mario was just so insanely high. And I, and, and I, and I know that we've talked about they have money, and they do. But the thing that I tried to explain yesterday, and I don't know if I was successful or not, but like you can have these, these – first of all, these people that are making these decisions that are trustee members and stuff that are very wealthy, they didn't get very wealthy because they throw money away. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the University of Miami is an institution that does a lot of fundraising, both in athletics and in the general university. So if you're talking about taking $20 million and you're just going to go use it to buy out football coaches, like as fans, we, don't, we couldn't care less. I get it. You know, people out here in the Canes Nation you know, could not care less, but – you know, somebody who's like a wealthy guy who's thinking of leave, donating money to the University of Miami might not be too crazy about his life fortune being spent to buy out football coaches, okay? And I'm just being honest. It sends a, it's a bad optic for the University of Miami. You know, these state schools, they, you know, they, they operate more on state funds and things like that. They, they don't get as caught up in this stuff. But for the University of Miami, a school that relies so much on fundraising – the horrible optic, okay, that they that they would have to battle through to do that, okay. Um, the other thing is, if you've got twenty five million dollars earmarked, and again, this is not Gary. I'm going to qualify everything tonight because it's like I get accused of endorsing things and supporting things when I'm just throwing out facts, okay. So I'm going to qualify it. I am not endorsing anything, okay? It's like I have said for a few years now that if I were running the show, I would have gotten Alonzo and I would have gotten Mario two years ago when they wouldn't have cost the kind of money that they, that they cost today. Mario's buyout would have been a couple million dollars a couple years ago. Now it's $9 million, okay? So, um, but, you know, the, the point I'm making is that just because they have money, doesn't mean they want to, you know, if they have $25 million, it doesn't mean they want to take $20 million of it and just, like, throw it away to pay off coaches. And that's what they would have to do with Mario. Uh, so I'm not, you know, I've been a big proponent of them getting Mario I for a long time. As you know, those of you on the, on the message board, the Kane Sport, you know that I've been saying that I thought Mario was going to happen. 
Um, I'm not backing off that just yet. Uh, I, I, I think there's a will there for, for Mario to come to Miami, but I, I just, I don't know if it's going to happen right now. Um, I just don't. And, um, uh, but I'm not saying it's not either because I haven't been told by anybody that it's not. And I know there's been people working on it for a while. Uh, so we'll see what happens on, on that front. Right. Uh, but uh, go ahead, right. and then I'll, I'll finish talking about yesterday afterwards. Go ahead. Right. So in that case, right, just, just the fact of bringing back Manny presents a whole other set of problems as well. Because is he going to – if he does come back, right, he's going to have to make changes again, some form of changes. He can't go in with – with what oh my god he's going to have to make changes and now with Delane Kiven possibly leaving if Sonny Dykes get hired at TCU you at that point if if Lane Kiffin leaves if um what's his name Lashley leaves right mm-hmm. you might as well start over at that point you yes, might as well start you might as well start over get rid of Manny bring in a new coach because it's going to be a start over again, Gary. Again, we're starting over again. And who's going to want to come in knowing that if if they don't make it this year, he's out of a job a year later. So if they lose Lashley, you might as well hire a new coach. Because right. what new coordinator is going to want to come in by himself and not have a say with, uh, he might want to bring in a running backs coach and a and a wide receivers coach. Yeah, and if they, and if they try to you know? move uh, uh, Rob Likens into that job just because he's been in the program, uh, that would not you know to, to me uh, that, that would, would be a, that would not. Uh, you know, if, I think that you need a big time coordinator in that spot, and not that Lashley if, was necessarily if, big time, but you need a guy like Lashley that can right. get a head coaching job as his next stop. And I don't think Rob right. Lane nope. falls into that category. Nobody's coming here. Nobody's coming here with the uncertainty of Vanny Diaz with if they give him another year, because that's going to be his last year to prove if he's got it or not. And that's going to be no embarrassing losses, beating who you're supposed to beat, and looking competitive against the teams you're quote unquote are not supposed to be so competitive against. And I don't think Manny's got it. Not with that defense. They can't even uh, recruit a linebacker to save their life. They couldn't recruit a linebacker to save their life. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. But in closing, Gary, just just something real quick, and I'll let you talk. Hasn't the Thursday night lineup on ESPN College Football been absolutely horrible this year? It has. I agree. Horrible. Horrible. Terrible. This year, I don't know what. I don't know what the hell they were thinking this year. No marquee games. They usually have a couple. It was just horrible. But go ahead, Gary. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldnn't say anything. I said I agree with you. It's oh, okay. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, but that's it, Gary. Keep me on hold, though. All right, BK. Thanks for uh, kicking off the show. All right, thanks. So much. you got it, my man. So uh, yeah. So uh, you know, as far as yesterday, the the concept that Manny Diaz might be asked back. And, you know, here's, here's what I think. I think that there is division 
within the power structure of the university. I don't think there's uniformity. I don't think everybody agrees. I think there is a struggle for power. Um, I think the you know there's there's the old guard and the new guard, and I think the new guard is 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 trying to um, you know flex its muscle and and get some influence there, and the the old guard is pushing back and saying not so fast, and the old guard is is you know probably resisting this whole concept of throwing all this money away and. Um, I heard that there is a lot of sentiment that the University of Miami does not want to be in the business of hiring a coach and getting rid of him in three years, uh, that they don't like the optics of that. I know that doesn't make people happy, but that was something that I was hearing yesterday um, and had a lot to do with what the story that we posted on canesport.com talking about the possibility of Manny Diaz coming back unless that is overruled by the new athletic director. And um, from what I'm hearing, the new athletic director, whoever that ends up being, and I am not buying any of these rumors that are being thrown. You know, I, I don't understand how, how you guys control Twitter because, I mean, Twitter is such a cesspool of not total, utter nonsense. And people take it as gospel all the time. I mean, I, there's a guy, I'm not going to mention his name, who, who made a post on Monday saying that there was going to be announcement Monday. Of course, there was no announcement Monday. Then there was a post saying there was going to be an announcement today. And, of course, there's not an announcement today. And, you know, it just goes on and on from there. And, like, you know, these are people trying to get attention, okay? These are not factual reports that, these, that, that are being put out on Twitter, um, these are people that are trying to build their likes, their followers, and um, they're doing a disservice because this is obviously a hot-button time for the fan base, and people are reacting like crazy to every little tidbit that's out there. And if you're putting stuff out that's not accurate, yeah, you might, you know, you might be deceiving some people, but uh, you know, in the long run you know, it's not, it's not going to be a benefit in my opinion. So um, I really wish that all this Twitter nonsense would stop. It makes it, it makes it more difficult for the legitimate media that cover the team, like the, the, you know, the people at the Herald, the Sun Sentinel, Palm Beach Post, ourselves. It makes it harder for us to do our job because every time a rumor gets started, we have to vet it. Because you know it, it, it's like people start asking us, "Is it true?" And it just—it's just such a colossal waste of time. So today's big rumor was Jen Strawley is going to be named athletic director tomorrow. Okay, um, I'm going to go out on the limb and say that's probably not going to happen. Um, I don't have anybody telling us that that's going to happen for real. So um, I'll go out on the limb like I always am because I know there's some people out there that are just waiting for me to be to be wrong about something or for them to think I'm wrong about something. But um, all I can do is the best I can do. And right now, as we sit here tonight, I do not believe that Jen Strawley will be named the athletic director at Miami tomorrow. All right, 563-999-3550, 563 You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out to the 845. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? 
Yeah, Gary, how you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Greg? How you doing this evening? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, let's put it this way. If they named Jen Strawley AD, you can write an article tomorrow saying Miami should drop football like Sports yeah. Illustrated did years ago. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, Jen Strawley. Give me a freaking break. I think you would would see Alonzo Highsmith as AD before you saw that happen. Yeah. You you said that they had $25 to spend, and they're going to keep Manny Diaz? Not to do that. What are they going to spend the money on? It's not to do that. What are they spending it on? Um, Well, they don't necessarily have to spend it all right now, Greg. I mean – you know, there's just because they have it doesn't mean it has to burn a hole in their pocket. Um, there is a, I, I believe that there is a internal debate going on about all this. I think there's a Mario camp. I think there's a Lane Kiffin camp. I think there's a Keep Manny camp. Uh, I've heard all three. Okay, I've heard former players. I've heard a fourth camp actually. But there's some play, former players that are even pushing for Mark Stoops because Mark Stoops was the position coach here at Miami. I believe, um, I'm going to double check this. I, my memory tells me that he, he was here for the 2001. Um, yes, he was. He definitely yeah, national, was. N- national title. Yeah. So um, he coached a lot of those great, great players. He was involved uh, with, with an Ed Reed and um, you know, I, I guess who, who else? Mike Roms. Um he was he was involved. He didn't coach linebackers, but he was involved with Vilma and and these guys. Vilma, who's on the board, um, yeah, he was at Miami two thousand one to two thousand three. Wow, my memory was good. So um, yeah, so I've heard some of those those guys are pushing for Mark Stoops. So that would be a fourth camp, okay? And I don't think there's uniformity. I really don't. I, I and I think that that has put a little monkey wrench into things because. It hasn't allowed any one camp to gain traction. Um, and I think that what ended up happening, me putting, connecting all the dots, is the president, who's ultimately in charge of all this, um, and his lieutenants, who he assigned the athletic department to, who probably made the decision last week on Blake James, I think they've decided, hey, we're going to hire an athletic director, and we're going to let the athletic director do their do his job. And that's what I'm seeing, and that's what I'm hearing. And that's what I wrote yesterday, that the athletic director will have the authority. If the athletic director comes in and the athletic director says, listen, I don't think Manny Diaz can be successful here. I think we need to fire Manny Diaz. Then I think Manny will get fired. Let me make that clear. Because some people took what I wrote yesterday as not as saying that Manny definitely is not getting fired, and I was not. I did not write that, and I certainly wasn't intending for that to be the message that people took away from that story. I, I really need everyone to like you know just just read things and not just guess at what it's about. Because I, I saw a lot of stuff yesterday about an article that's in black and white that just wasn't true that people were posting on Twitter, um, but. Uh, so the new athletic director, based on what I'm being told, it will have the authority to make decisions once that person is hired. What's the timeline going to be on that hire? 
I have no idea. I don't think it'll be this week. Um, Thursday's Thanksgiving. The search firm was just hired last Wednesday and Thursday. I don't know of anybody that they have interviewed uh, this week. Uh, there's been no rumors that have broken. Uh, so uh, I would be surprised if, it, if it's this week. I'm not expecting it to be tomorrow, and I doubt that they would schedule something like that the day after Thanksgiving. makes absolutely no sense. So I'm looking into next week or, or further. Um, and when that person's hired, they will have the hiring and firing say on Manny Diaz. But how often have we seen an athletic director get hired at an institution and walk in the door and before he even shakes hands and introduces himself to anybody, starts firing the major coaches in the program? I can't remember ever seeing that. So you're telling me a new athletic director is going to hitch his wagon to Manny Diaz? The uh, fan no. base is going to no, hate I'm not him right you off that, Greg. See, see, Greg, you just you see what you just. <laughs> this is my pet peeve, because uh, yeah, I've seen it so much in the last 24 hours. I didn't say you a new just athletic said director. You never heard no, no, I didn't you say a new athletic director. No, no, I did not, Greg. I did not say that a new athletic director is going to hitch his wagon, as you just put it to Manny Diaz. A new athletic director might come in and evaluate Manny Diaz for another season, um, keeping in mind that they're that, – listen, I'm not endorsing it. I'm just, uh, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. And I know for a fact that Manny is operating under the assumption that he is going to be back next year, okay? Unequivocally, I can tell you that. Manny Diaz, as we sit here tonight at 8.26 p.m., is running the Miami football program with the assumption that he will be the head coach in 2022. That's what's being told to recruits. That's what's being told to players. That's what's being told to people in the building. Um, As we sit here at 8.26 p.m. on Tuesday night, Manny Diaz is doing his job with the – total assumption that he will be back next year and can that change greg yes it can change okay i am not shutting the door on change and i want everybody to please understand that i that is not what i reported yesterday and that is not what i'm saying tonight yes manny can still there's the possibility that if a new ad comes in and he's got other things in mind that manny diaz can be fired and i'm going to tell you what that might lead to next but i'm going to let you finish greg go Okay, if we keep Manny Diaz, not only will this recruiting class go in the shitter, but next year's will as as well, okay? And that'll set the program back another five years, okay? What, you gotta be, how, who is he recruiting? He has eight freaking recruits, and you don't even know if they're going to stick around. They're, they're, ho- they're, they're hoping, they're, Greg, they're all in on Shamar Stewart and Nigel E. Kelly. Those are the two guys that they are all in on that they are going to try to get into this recruiting class here in the next couple, in the next couple weeks. Um, beyond that, I think you're going to see them go hard at the portal. Okay. I want to just ask one last question. Does Manny Diaz's father have any influence 
Of course he does. I mean, I haven't heard anybody say that. But of course, of course he does. He was the mayor of Miami. He's been in politics in Miami for a few decades. Uh, of course he has relationships with a lot of people in the inner circle of the university. Uh, is it enough to tilt the scale and get his son a fourth year? I can't. I don't know. I, I don't want to talk out of school. I don't know that that's the differ- differentiator. Um, I would say a bigger differentiator is that they've only given them three years, and there's a lot of people that have been around who think that three years is not a fair time to give a coach. Um, if you want to argue against that, it would be that he never should have gotten the job in the first place. Okay, like you can argue both. You can argue both sides, Greg. Um, we, you know, if, if if we wanted to have, if we wanted to debate with somebody, we could make an argument on either side of that of that of that table. Okay, you, I just want to say you said the the op, they don't like the optics of firing a guy after three years. Do they like the optics of a twenty and fifteen record? And nobody at the games? Is that good optics? I don't think so. Dan Mullen was 34-15, and 15, won the, his division, almost beat Alabama this year, and they got rid of him. What the hell are they keeping this idiot Manny for? All right, okay, it, I got to go. All right, Greg, uh, yeah, um, it, I'll answer your question as you go. All right, so if – and again, this is not Gary speaking. This is Gary um, – talking about and explaining what the argument is. And those who want to make the argument will say they've won five of their last six games in the ACC, losing a one-play game to Florida State in that stretch. Prior to that stretch, they lost one-play games to North Carolina, play games to Virginia. Um, They're three plays away from being undefeated in the ACC this year. That's the argument that somebody else would make. My argument would be, if you wanted to argue the other side, it would be every game in the ACC is a one-play game. These are all even teams. It's win some, lose some. This has been going on for years. And if you're ever going to get out of this abyss of win some, lose some, you have to be able to separate. And the only way you're going to separate is to have elite recruiting. And it has been proven that Manny cannot – recruit on an elite basis and cannot move the needle in that regard. Um, He's been living on transfers and has done a great job on some transfers, but they've not been living off of traditional recruiting. It's not sustainable. And you have to get yourself a head coach that is an elite recruiter. And Mario Cristobal is that guy. I've been saying that for three years. Okay. And and when I started Mario's buyout was 2 million, not 9 million. Um, that is the way I feel and nothing against Manny. I'm like I said, I am wholeheartedly impressed by what I've seen Manny do in the last half of this year, the way he has kept the team together, the effort that those kids have given. They started two and four. The season was over. Okay. And they came out and they've played this last half of the season like they're playing in the NFL playoffs every weekend. I mean, listen, you can, we can, anybody can be as angry as they want, but you can't tell me that you don't see what's out in front of you the way these kids have been playing. And I'm not saying it's worthy of coming back. I don't get to make that call. If I got to make the call, I would be grabbing Mario like I've been saying for three years because Mario, to me, has a chance to move the needle. I'm, I don't know that Lane Kiffin moves the needle. Lane Kiffin can draw up great plays. He's a great offensive coach. Is he that much better than Rhett Lashley? I mean, how, how much better 
could Rhett Lashley have been in this stretch? Um, the way Tyler Van Dyke has been playing. I, I mean, there hasn't been a quarterback at Miami in 15 years that's like uh, Tyler Van Dyke's been putting up. So could Lane Kiffin do the same thing? 100%. Absolutely. But can he move the needle as a recruiter? You know, I, I'm not – uh, you know, maybe. I mean, he, he probably carries a little bit more uh, street cred than Manny does, but I don't think it's a, a given the way it is with Mario. And that's why I would be pushing for Mario if the decision were made uh, were left up to me. So let me make that clear. But me having that opinion for three years now doesn't make me incapable of seeing what we've seen in the last six, seven weeks. Um, we've seen a quarterback come out of nowhere and emerge as one of the top quarterbacks in the country who will be here at least one or two more years. Um, we've seen a lot of young players getting playing time and emerging. Um, you know, there's a lot of building blocks. Is it a complete roster right now? Absolutely not. Is it going to need a lot of help in the portal to have any chance to win next year more than they, that they're doing this year? 100%. Um, but it, it's not all negative is what I'm saying. So there are people that want Manny back. I mean, you know, and they may or may not win out. We will see. The new athletic director will have the opportunity to make that call. There is a very live possibility that that new athletic director will choose to, to not make a decision on Manny Diaz for a year, get to know everybody in the building, and evaluate and observe. And and that's what we were saying yesterday. 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 941. You are live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hello, Gary. It's the Mike Stracane. I'm back. What's up, Mike Stracane? How's everything? Hey, everything. Everything's pretty good. Yeah, everything's pretty good. Uh well, before I start with my commentary, what in the world is going on? Why everybody is attacking you? And I'm I'm here for your defense. They didn't like Gary. the story. They didn't like the message. That they, they, I of get course. it. They didn't like they didn't like the message. It's not that they're really mad at me. I mean, they have no reason to be mad at me. What the, like I I haven't done anything to right. anybody. Um, right. You know, I mean, I, other than other than work tirelessly for thirty years to help this the fan base maximize their fan experience. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, other than that, I've, I've, I haven't done anything to anybody. You know, so I don't think they're really, really, really mad at me. I, I think that they're mad at the message, and um, obviously some people were really mad at the message. But that's just the hard – that's the hard truth right now is that the right. new AD – I mean, somebody could make a decision tomorrow that's different, but right now they're going to let the new AD do his job. Right, and you know that's that's how it is, Gary. I mean, the athletic director will have the last word. I mean, let him or her come on in and do his job, his or her job. I mean, yeah. And, and Mike, doesn't it, shouldn't it be really be that way? I mean, like if you're applying, if the, if the Mikester Kane uh, had the credentials and was applying to be the athletic director at the University of Miami, wouldn't you want to be? have the hiring and firing decisions in the athletic department? Like, wouldn't that be what you would want? Of course. So, so you're not going to hire a football coach, uh, you know, three days before you hire an athletic director. 
and say, oh, hey, by the way, we just hired Mario. We just hired Lane Kiffin. And right. you, uh, Mike Sturkane, athletic director, that's who you're going to be supervising for the next five years. I mean, that's, well, yeah, that's, I, think about that. Well, yeah, of course, I would evaluate the whole program. You know, first, then make a decision. You know, you got to do your homework. You got to do your research. You know, and that that has something to do with my commentary for tonight. And this is what it's called: big decision. Wait, okay? wait, wait! Time out. Let me get some. I gotta get some pop. I gotta get some popcorn out of the popper. <laughs> and, 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 and and wait. And let me. Um. All right, I got it. Let me. Uh, let me recline my chair. Let me, okay. let me put it. I, I got it back now in a really nice, comfortable position, and I'm ready. Go ahead. Give us, give us, give us okay. your. Uh... Here we go. I'm gonna fire away here. It's called Big Decision. Hello, Canes Nation. I, the Mikester Kane, have come back with this week's commentary. So we all know that after Blake James dismissed the administ- was dismissed, the administration has hired a search firm to find an athletic director that will be best suited for the job. Whoever that athletic director that arrives on campus in the future will have a big decision to make program that will finish with a winning record and a bowl game. So what will he or she do if Miami beats Duke, which is very likely, and wins the bowl game, thus finishing with an 8-5 and five record? Hmm. Everybody say hmm. Hmm. Well, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion. If it was like, if it was me, as an athletic director, like we just mentioned a few minutes ago, as a former wide receivers coach at my high school alma mater, I say let Manny go and do full court press to lure Mario Cristobal back home. Yes, I am in the Mario Cristobal camp. I see way too many problems with this program right now, and I can safely say that Manny can't handle this job. He has no experience, was not the right hire to begin with, and was fired as defensive coordinator at Texas by, guess who, Mac Brown, 4th and 17. Are you kidding me? 4th and 13 at FSU, again. Are you kidding me? Please, please, please. So please, whoever the new athletic director is, listen to my commentary. Do the right thing. Turn the page. Stop the lab experiment. Miami can be way better than this in the future, which is my commentary for tonight, Gary. You take over. <laughs> All right, Mike, sir. That was pretty darn good. Um, I really don't have anything to add to that. You know, I, 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 I think you did a fine job, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But, uh, you know, I have a good point. You know, listen, listen up. You know, <laughs> whoever, whoever that person is, I'm sure – they're going to be more than qualified. I'm sure they're going to do a complete program evaluation inside and out and make a decision. And all we can do is just uh, hope the decision is the right one. You know, that's all I got to say. 
as a big Kane fan who's been that way since he was a kid. So there you go. All right, Mike, Stewart, you got anything else for us tonight? Uh, now I'm gonna let uh, let everybody else take over and uh, let's let's let's. <laughs> let some of them blow off their steam while they're at it. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I shout out I got to everything. You, shout out to uh, Kane, Kane, and you, Greg. You're always great. And uh, be Kane, Kane. All right. Take All right, care, Mike, guys. Thanks for being Happy part of the show, man. All right, Mikester, thank you. All right, so I'm um, taking a peek here at the message boards at canesport.com, and I see a post, Gary sticking to his guns on the wasting money thing on Canesport Live. <laughs> Look, if they want Mario, they can they, – I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying. If they want Mario, they can get Mario in my opinion, but they're going to have to pay the bill. Uh, Maybe you wait till January and it gets a few million dollars cheaper. No argument. Manny's buyout goes down after the Duke game. Mario's buyout goes down in January. Uh, maybe you know you let Manny finish recruiting here in December, and maybe a new AD comes in. And this is not far fetched, by the way. Um, I, I wanted to get to that in a minute, but. Um, you know, a new AD comes in and he says, I want to go get Mario. And he goes and gets Mario in January when Mario presumably is done at Oregon, not out of the question. Okay, Mario comes in, the tax transfer portal, blah, 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 blah. But if they, if they want to get him, I think they can get him. They're just going to have to be willing to pay, to pay the bill. And right this minute, as we sit here now at 8.42 p.m. on Tuesday night, I am not seeing a willingness. I am seeing a split and a division over paying that bill. Maybe that changes. I don't know. But right now, I don't think that the entire power structure of the university is united behind spending that kind of money to go buy a football coach. And... If it's not Mario, if it's not Lane, the question becomes who? And there's not too many more guys out there. I mean, yeah, you could go Mark Stoops. Do you really, does anybody really think that Mark Stoops comes here and really moves the needle? Is he really going to be that much better than Manny? Um, you know, Billy Napier is a guy that everybody's high on him. I'm pretty sure he's going to get named the head coach of Florida in the next, uh, in the next day or two or three. Well, obviously, I don't think they'll announce it on Thanksgiving, but I think Billy Napier is about to be named the new head coach of Florida. Uh, I mean, who? Like, who are you going to go get? Like, I don't know who else they're supposed to go grab that moves the needle. There is a shortage of impact guys out there right now in college football, in my opinion. Um, so, uh, in terms of the AD and the AD having uh, the choice of who they want. Uh, do you think that it's not, it is not out of the question that the AD gets hired and does want to make a move? I don't think that door has been shut, okay? And um, I think they would have the power to do so. And I think that the sweepstakes, the real sweepstakes at the U in the coming days – is going to be who gets the AD job and what camp do, do they line up with, if any camp? 
You know, are they pro Mario? Are they pro Lane? You know, what if you can lure Pat Chung from Washington State into the job? He hired Lane Kiffin at FAU. He's worked with Lane Kiffin. They have an existing relationship. Pat Chung might say, yeah, I'll come to Miami, but I want to I bring Lane Kiffin to Miami. Would, it, would, 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 would that be a shocker? Not to me. Um, guy out at New Mexico whose name has been coming up a little bit. And um, I'm trying to remember his trying to remember his name uh if, if you give me a second i posted on message boards today and his name is is escaping me right now but he's the he's the athletic director out at new mexico and he is a he's a miami guy he um i can't remember i know he went he spent some time at miami dade um i'm not sure what high school he went to down here but he has been trying to get – he has been expressing an interest in getting back to South Florida. And, um, you know, I've heard that he's inquired about the job. That, that's, one, that's one name that I've had thrown out. Now, if that guy – let's say that guy gets the job. Uh, is he a Mario guy? You know, they're both from the Cuban community of South Florida. Um, does he come in and does he say that I want Mario as my head coach? His name's Eddie Nunez. Okay, he's in his fifth year as athletic director at New Mexico. Uh, relatively young guy. Uh, very, you know, seems to be somewhat well thought of. New Mexico is not a great athletic program by any stretch of the imagination. Are you really getting better than Blake James if you hire Eddie Nunez? I'm not sure. But this is a guy from Miami who might be a Mario guy. He got his AA degree in arts and architecture from Miami-Dade Community College. Got his bachelor's degree from the University of Florida. Okay? Uh, So I don't know. I've heard his name mentioned. I'm not saying he's getting the job. I have no idea. But that's the name I've mentioned. And I'm just saying maybe a guy like that wants Mario Cristobal. Who knows? You know, maybe there's somebody else out there that wants Mario Cristobal. I know Alonzo Highsmith would want Mario. Um, I know Jim Frivola, another name mentioned, would want Mario. Um, You know, and then maybe that person says, I want Mario. I want to spend the money. And then maybe at that point, the university says, go for it. We have the money. Go. But right now... Without an athletic director in place, with all these different camps lining up with their own preferred candidates, with their own opinions, with their own ideas on how money should be spent and how money should not be spent, I don't know that they're able to get to that spot. And I think that's where they are. 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go to 352. You're live on King Sport Live. Gary, let me just tell you that this will be the biggest catastrophic problem with this program if they allow it to go the way you're saying. Yeah, no, I understand how Absolutely some people feel. Catastrophic. Who, who's this, by the way? Who is this? It's Sebastian Spite. 
Sebastian? Okay. Okay, man. Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, I understand. I, I mean, was critical I, see, of you. I see the cries. I see it. I get it. I was critical. I was very critical of you. And it's not that You're, the wait, message... but, but why are you critical of me, just out of curiosity? I'm not. I'm, I'm the way, the oh, way okay. that you presented it. Oh, I thought message. you just said I'm critical of the, you. I'm like, I'm saying, why would you be critical of, the of me? Of the way that you presented it. Of why? the way you presented it. Because why? it should have been, the headline should have been, Miami will make the biggest mistake ever if it allows me to come <laughs> you, back for you. No, four. you're talking about two different things. Let me explain this too to everybody. There's opinion no, columns. I get it. And there's news stories, okay? In news stories, you don't give your opinion. You present the facts. In opinion columns, okay, who's you give source? your opinion. Who's I have been pretty clear. Wait, wait, Sebastian. I have been very clear on my opinion for many, many, many months and, many, and a few years now. My opinion has never wavered. Like, what they did, what Blake James did on that Sunday after Mark Rick retired was athletic director malpractice. It took him three years, but he lost his job because of it. Okay? That was the worst athletic director malpractice you could ever see because he threw Manny Diaz into this job before Manny Diaz had the training for this job. And it was unfair to Manny. It was, un- it, it, was, it, it was unfair to the fan base, and it was, it, it was unfair to the program and himself and everything. Okay? And it took three years. Yeah, but they're going to make that same mistake. They might, but, 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 you, but, but you have to understand something. That's not on me. <laughs> like, I don't no, get to I make know. the calls. Okay, so there's no reason for you it's to be not, mad at it's me. It's not on you. It's, okay. I'm not, no, I'm not mad at and you. And I like didn't that. write an it's opinion column you. yesterday. I, I, wrote, I wrote a news story but yesterday, Sebastian. Your opinion column tomorrow should be, it will be the biggest mistake Miami has ever made in the history of Miami making huge mistakes, which are many. To bring, to, to bring Manny back? I mean, Absolutely. I don't look at it Absolutely. quite that, quite that drastically, because I think I think you know next year they can win seven, eight, maybe even not, you know, maybe nine games again. It's not going to be the end. And what does that do? I mean, it does absolutely what does nothing. That do? It postpones for a year what you could do right now. That's what it does. Okay. It makes it cheaper to buy yourself. It makes it cheaper for you to buy yourself out of the mess. That's all it does. No, no, it doesn't. It makes it more expensive to buy somebody in the next year. Prices are only going up. You think prices are going down? Well, the, the buyouts of your, of your presumed targets will go down. Mario's buyout, the buyout will go down. Will, the contract prices won't. Lane, Lane Kiffin's buyout will go down. Manny Diaz's buyout might, will go down. They might down. extend their contracts. What makes they you say can. they don't extend their contracts? What makes you say they're not going to extend Mario's contract? Make they just buyout did. bigger. Make Lane. They just, they, they yeah, just did. Exactly. Buyout's already $9 million right now. They're not going to make it bigger. What about Lane? You can make Lane why, would Mario's, why would Mario's agent agree to that? I'm amazed they agreed to a $9 million buyout to begin with to just get their salary elevated to $4 million. I wouldn't have done that. Because they know that the big boys are going to pay it no matter what. Well, who's paying so it? I don't, see any, I don't see any big boys paying it. Who's paying it? Who's you paying? don't think LSU is going to try to pay it? Billion, I haven't seen anybody paying that $9, billion, $9 million rather dollar buyout yet. Who's paying it? Yet. You don't think that LSU is going to try to make make a play for that? You don't think Florida will? You don't think Florida has the money to do that? LSU is going to be interesting because uh, Billy Napier was a target of theirs, and I think he's going to Florida instead. Um, I'm not really sure what LSU is going to do. You cannot expect a new athletic director to come in here and fire Manny as his first task day one. 
that's just not going to happen. He's going to take a free ride for a year. I agree with you 100%. And and that's why I wrote what I wrote yesterday, because I can't see that either. Uh, What athletic director is walking in the door before he even shakes a hand and knows anybody and fires – starts firing people like I've never seen that before I've never seen it happen and that's why Look, I think the school I think fire well, Manny I think their and plan you hire somebody that's yeah but I think happen. the school fires Manny and say you hire somebody new athletic director here's your money go hire someone and that's until yesterday that's that's, that's what a, I thought was going to happen there until yesterday to ask new athletic director yeah I, I mean until yesterday I thought that was what would happen I thought Manny would get fired Sunday or Monday until yesterday, when I heard that that probably was not going to be the case. And, and the only reason we're having this discussion is because Tyler Van Dyke has been playing exceptionally. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with Manny. Zero to do with him. Yeah, I understand. still sucks. Yeah, and if Tyler Van this Dyke doesn't do what he's done the last – if Tyler doesn't do that the last month and a half, they don't win five of six. No chance. No, it's an individual effort. It is not Manny Diaz. It's an individual effort by a kid who clearly has a lot of talent, has gotten his opportunity to shine. He's taken advantage of that. That's awesome. Seems like a great kid, great quarterback. This is not Manny Diaz's doing. It's, if anything, it's in spite of Manny Diaz. Because Manny Diaz keeps giving up fourth and 14. And QB run after QB run, and, and probably – the average points against us is probably like almost 30 points in the last five games, true or false. Yeah, I think that's true. I haven't done the math, but I think that's true. So I don't understand. I don't understand how we can get ourselves into the exact same position that we've been in time and time again. It's just horrible decisions, kicking the can down the street without anybody taking the leadership role. Who's making your, who's your source on this? Like who's saying? making these decisions? I think the the power structure of the university is making the decisions. I think they don't have a consensus. There's not a consensus to fire Manny Diaz and go down that road of the expensive buyouts. And because of that, I think that they are going to carry on as if Manny Diaz is going to be the coach. I think Manny has been told he's going to be the coach, and the only thing that will change that is a new athletic director coming in and making a different decision. And that's that never going to happen. They're going to take a free ride. Yeah, well, that, that could, ha- that could happen, year. but I am with you 100%. I don't think it's going to because I've never okay, seen listen, that before. I've been doing this for, for 40-something years. I've never seen an athletic director take a job at a Power 5 school and walk in and fire, start firing people without evaluating okay. them first. I, I like you, Gary. You and I have met. You've met my family on the field at, at, at the Miami game in Hard Rock, okay? I oh, like really? you. Awesome, I have man. no problem with you. Yeah, yeah, we have. I have no problem with you at all. But the article that you wrote should have had a caveat in it, at least at the bottom, if not the title. I think the title should have been changed. But the caveat should have been at, oh, Miami will be making the same mistakes it has been making for the last 20 years if it goes down this route. That's the caveat. Yeah, I mean, if because I wanted, to write, an, if I wanted to write an opinion column, I would definitely question the decision for sure. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to have an opinion until I see it all play out. I mean, it, this is like 
you know, it's like commenting on a baseball game in the third inning. But, uh, you know, right now I've seen them get organized. I've seen them allocate money for athletics. I've seen them start to spend that money in different ways. I see them fire the athletic director. Uh, now they're going to hire a new athletic director. I mean, they are making some progress. Uh, we don't know yet where the football situation is going to land. But, you know, I mean, so I'm not writing any opinion. I'm not writing opinion columns right now, Sebastian, until I see everything play out. Is, 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 is Zoe coming in completely gone at this point? No, it's not completely gone at all. It's very much alive. All right. Well, why don't they let Zoe come in and make that decision? I don't know. They might. All right. I wouldn't dismiss that at all. I mean, that, it could play out that way, where Zoe comes in, Zoe becomes the athletic director, and he makes the decision, or Zoe gets I don't hired. Even need the athletic director, but or he gets what, hired what, what under, so or long? he gets hired underneath an athletic because, director. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked have, if that happened. You have fired Mullins, which I think was a mistake. All right, but you have fired Mullins, like what, four days ago, two days ago, and then the, Napier's already. I mean, the rumors are already out that Napier's going to be the next coach. Yep. How, how, it takes so. them yep. three or four days to to get a new coach in, mm-hmm. and, and we've known mm-hmm. that this has been a problem since Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it that. doesn't take long to get these things done once once you're focused on getting them done. They they've just decided uh, from you know again unless it changes that they want to hire an athletic director first. Uh, do you agree with that? Do you think that's right? I understand it. Because of what I said earlier, that what great athletic director is going to come to a school and not have the authority to do that? And if you're going to hire That's an athletic fine, director, make that wait a minute, already. Sebastian. If you're going to hire, wait, 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 time out. If you're going to hire an athletic director, and five hours before you sign that athletic director, you're going to do his job for him and tell him this guy's going to be your coach for the next five years. I don't think that's fair, man. Fine. I don't think you can. I don't think anybody with salt. I don't think anybody. You could buy it. I'm not sure a great athletic director is going to buy it. I know, Who's going to take a job where they don't have the hiring you. and firing say of the football coach? If, if unless I agree a, with you, unless there's somebody in place that's quality, but you can't make that decision for the guy and say, "Hey, we just hired him." You know, we we, we were in the middle of an athletic director search, but we hired this guy to be the football coach. This is going to be your guy. Come on, man. You I agree with that. you. But, but make yeah. that decision. But make the AD decision already. If it can well, take they, three they, days to get a new head coach, I, I think they made the this decision. For AD. I think they made this decision in the middle of last week. Last Wednesday, Thursday, they hired the search firm, a search firm called Turnkey. And they've been working for the university since Wednesday, Thursday of last week. So what's that, five, six days? You know. So I don't know where they're at. I have not heard a thing about the search. I can't tell you anything about right. it. I don't know. I don't know who they're talking to. Uh, I don't know where it's going to end and when it's going to end. So you and I both know in the first call there was right that if Lashley leaves and goes to SMU, this is done. Depends done. who they replace him with. What if, what if Manny calls <laughs> up his old buddy Dan Mullen and talks Dan Mullen into coming Never down here and being offensive coordinator? Never, never happening because you want to. I don't to think it's happening either. I've heard, I've, down I've, heard, at I've heard. Wait, Sebastian. I don't think it's happening either. I've heard Dan Mullen's probably going to the NFL, but I'm just saying it depends who he replaces Lashley with. If he can, you know, you got a great Nobody quarterback. Looks up to him. 
Yeah, but you have a great quarterback in the program, maybe a second in Jake Garcia. And a, 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 an offensive coordinator might find it appealing to come here and work with those kids. So maybe Manny can year, get somebody. Because they know Manny's going to get fired. I understand, but those guys don't give a damn because those guys can always get a job. So you never know. A really good offensive coordinator might decide to do that. So I'm not going to judge it before it happens. You and I both know that's not happening, man. I don't. Come on, no one's going mean, to no come work for Manny like that, dude. I mean, I mean he, he got you know Lashley. that's not happening. He got Lashley to do it. He got it. Lashley because, because, because he still had three years left on his contract. He's dead man walking right now. Yeah, no, I understand that. We'll see. We'll see what happens, I man. Mean, okay. All right. But I'm not going to judge something before it happens, me, not me personally. You know, I'm going to see who he hires. I hear you. See who he, we'll see who he can get. All right, man. Well, I hey, mean, we're talking like this. He's going to be making that decision, and I don't think that he should be talking that way, but I appreciate it, Gary. I got you, man. Dave, thanks for the call. Thanks for being part of the show. 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 865. You are live on King Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. It's James from Tennessee. How are you doing, buddy? What's up, James? How are you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing good, bud. Um, listen, I had a couple of questions for you to, to talk about the game uh, last Saturday. Um, I noticed, and maybe I just overlooked him, did Keyshawn Smith play, or is he hurt? What's the deal? Because I saw Bershard yes. Smith caught the beautiful touchdown pass. I just wanted to make sure he was okay. Yeah, Keyshawn Smith did play. Um, if I can access it real quick, I'll tell you how many snaps. Okay. Um, but, yes, he, he definitely played. All right, I just didn't see in the stat sheet that he even had one catch because he's kind of been the go-to guy the last few weeks or what have you, and I just it was just kind of weird. I was happy to see uh, the the true freshman get some burn, and they really did great when they when they got out there. And they've got a Keyshawn, really great young nucleus. Keyshawn Smith played 41 snaps on Saturday. Didn't great 41 very well. snaps. The reason you probably didn't know he was out there, he didn't play very well. Uh, um, okay. Gotcha. But he he had 41 snaps, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I guess the thing that I was uh, also wanting to know, I know he was hurt all year, um, but is there a, a – I mean, with the wide receivers stepping up and so forth, um, do you see Michael Redding being a contributor here, or do you think that ship has sailed like in the Jer- Jeremiah Payton uh, type of boat and so forth? Uh, no, I would not say it sailed to that degree. I mean, he was making progress – in spring and in fall camp, it looked like he was going to work into the rotation. And um, I'm not sure what his injury was, but he, he got injured and got side sidetracked a little bit. He'll compete in spring practice, I'm sure, if he doesn't transfer. And um, I don't think it has to go the Jeremiah Payton route. Okay. No, I want him he, to contribute because yeah, I mean, he may that was not the guy that was actually interesting. Yeah. 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 He may, he I mean, we, we need a big body. No, uh-huh. we need a big-bodied receiver like that, you know, to contribute because you've got all the – you've got the tools on the offensive side. I mean, you know, the thing is is that I I just am still flabbergasted of the fact of the misuse of the talent that we've had, and we've talked about this over and over again. I know that you and I spoke a few weeks ago is that maybe he didn't know the playbook, but, man, Thad Franklin sure looked good there at the end, moving Virginia Tech's defense off the ball, you know, just extending that drive. Am I wrong with that? Gary at all. No, I don't think you're wrong. 
I mean, I, I just would have liked to have seen him maybe fourth and one, or not fourth and one, but third and one, third and two against Florida State maybe two weeks ago. I don't know. I, I just think about things of the misuse of the staff right now. And that in itself, I feel, is why a change needs to be made. Now, my question to you, though, um, Gary, if for whatever reason, let's just go with the scenario, if Manny does stay for another year, what type of resources and money would be given at this point that you need to actually have a talk with him and say, listen, you're going to be just the CEO. We're bringing in a badass defensive coordinator, paying him a couple million dollars or, you know, something, something like Dave Aranda type money when he was at LSU or even um, the guy at Clemson that name escapes me at the moment and so forth. But what I'm saying is, would that be an option and get more money put in to analysts and staff and so forth of that nature, like kind of like what Alabama, Clemson, and the Ohio States of the world do? Is that a, is that a route that could be taken? if he's retained, Gary? I don't think so. I don't think that would be dictated to Manny. I mean, it would be kind of stupid. Hey, we want you to be head coach, but we don't think you're good enough to coach defense. Like, I don't – I mean, mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if, if that happened. I mean, it makes no sense. What's the point? If you don't think Manny's good enough to coach defense, then what do you think he's good enough to do? I mean, the reason he got the head coaching job was because Blake James was enamored by what he thought he was seeing Manny do on defense. So, yeah, I mean yeah. – I would be surprised if it played out that way, but I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to think of scenarios of if he did, if they did even you know stay because you've made a lot of sense tonight that after Mario and Lane, who really is there, you know? And at this point, you know, here's a name I'm going to throw out there that LSU might get stuck with, but the thing is, is is it something that they really want or not? I mean, are they going to try to throw money at Dave Aranda at this point if they don't get Billy Napier? Or are they going to try to lure uh, Joe Brady, who has never been a head coach before, and do they make the same mistake that Miami did of an on-the-job training because the guy was sensational with the talent he had that one year? I mean, I know this isn't an LSU call-in show, but I guess my point is, is who would Miami really bring in that would move the needle and put asses in the seats if Mario or Lane aren't the two guys at this point. Yeah, I mean, I would totally agree with you. Like, wait, you're gonna you're gonna gamble fifteen million dollars at a five year contract on Dave Aranda? Like, mm-hmm. what's the difference really between Dave Aranda and Manny Diaz? I mean, okay, Dave Aranda had a few better defenses, no argument. But is there really that big of a difference? I mean, Manny's been a head coach three years. Dave Aranda's been a head coach two years. Um, yep. Dave Aranda won two games his first year. Uh, he did a lot better this year. I think he's got eight wins or something, something like that. But, you know, the point I'm making is, is are you going to spend $15 million in buyouts and stuff to go hire Dave Aranda? I mean, that's the dilemma that a lot of these schools are in. And you're, and you're absolutely right. LSU is going to end up gambling on somebody most, most likely, unless they can get in the game for like a Mario or something. Um, or, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know that they're going, to, they're going to be able to get Lane to to move over from oldness or not. But like, you know, there's not that many guys out there to hire. So yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Well, here's the other scenario that I have. Um, let's just say that for whatever reason, um, because I did want to ask your opinion on something the other day that that happened as well, just because I know that you follow him and and what he did. But my question is. 
Um, let's just say that they can't afford Mario's buyout, that it's just too much or what have you. And my question is, let's say they take Lane. Lane has some success in a couple of years, maybe makes that jump back to the pros again, because Lane has shown he doesn't really stay very long in a place. Maybe he wants to stay at Miami. Maybe he's matured as a coach. I don't know, but the track record says otherwise. I guess my question is, if now is not the time for Mario, would the time be there with Mario, say, in three years, or if it's not now, it'll never happen? I don't know because, number one, I don't know that Mario's dead for right now uh, in terms of um, in terms of luring him. And uh, so I don't know what the future holds for Mario in that regard. Uh, I feel pretty strongly that, you know, Mario has always wanted to be the head coach at Miami. And, it, you know, it's, it's up to both sides to figure out a way to make it happen. Absolutely. Well, my final thing about Mario, and this is what I wanted to bring up, I think that it's really unfair the criticism Mario got because of what happened on Saturday against Utah. It happened. They lost, you know. But if you think about if, – if people really pay attention and are true Oregon fans, they don't look at just the score or what have you. You look at the fact that he was down – um, two receivers that are out for the rest of the year. He had another guy transfer three days before the game. So they really didn't have much firepower on offense. He's got a terrible uh, quarterback at this at this rate and so forth. And people can argue, oh, but look what he did with Herbert and all that. I don't want to hear that. The thing is, is that he inherited a mess with Hefflidge, who didn't have anything, who was living off of Chip Kelly's recruits and left that covered bare. Slick Willie did nothing there. And so basically, Mario has really built it up. And I will say this, the team that walked into Columbus and beat Ohio State, I know that's not the same Ohio State team. They've gotten better. But that's not the same Oregon team because they've lost some of their players to major injuries. And not to mention, they didn't even have their two best defensive players when they walked into Columbus and won that game. The point I'm trying to say is if Mario had the offense that Miami churned out the other night on Saturday, same players, and he kept his defense, I think he still beats Utah. Tough game on the road, but I still think he wins. What do you say, Gary, about that? I agree with everything you just said, um, but I don't think everybody looks at it that deeply. No. I think they just they just look at the result. Um, yeah. you know, I, do fo- I do follow it just because that's one of the teams I watch, just because I, you know, I've mm-hmm. known Mario since he's 18, so I'm curious um, you know, how he's doing. But I don't think that most people will look at it that deeply. No, no, they don't. They don't. And that's what's, wrong. That's what's been wrong with our, our fan base for so many years and so forth, that they just um, are kind of thinking about uh, a quick fix. I mean, let me just ask you this. Uh, do you think Alabama fans – um, were, were that happy that they won against Arkansas 42 to 35, knowing that they've got Georgia in a couple of weeks and Georgia yeah. dominated that same team. I mean, things happen week to week, but hell, they had a quarterback that threw for six touchdowns and is up for the Heisman. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's what Saban's gotten you. And that team is reloading from a team that turned out a bunch of first rounders last year. So the thing is, is um, I just want to win. And like you said, Every, as much as we could have been undefeated in the ACC, with the exception of this Virginia Tech game this past week where we won comfortably by more than a touchdown and so forth, realistically, we could easily be 1-6 going into this Duke game as well. That, that could be the scarier part. And then mm-hmm. you have other uh, factors that need, to, that, that need to be looked at with the coaches and, and stuff. The fact that these guys have played hard, 
they should be commended. I love watching them play. I mean, can a Miami Hurricane fan that calls in that hasn't already called in, I would really love to hear everything or one of the other guys that normally calls in who I love their opinion. That's why I listen to the show. I love listening to you. But I really want them to really sit there and say, hey, how exciting has Miami football been? Forget the losses. Don't look at that. But the fact is we actually have an offense that's putting up yards. There's not been a quarterback that's done what Tyler Van Dyne has done, especially as a freshman. Five straight games, over 300 yards, multiple touchdowns. I mean, honestly, if it hadn't been for one bad mistake there with the Florida State and, and starting off slow, you're looking at those all being wins. And, and look where Miami's at, possibly eight and four, and maybe even a chance to backdoor their way in the ACC championship game. So that's just what I wish that this fan base would just be patient. I think there's hope for the future. I think we're going to win on Saturday. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get a belt bowl bid, not that that's anything special, but that they're playing in Charlotte um, December 30th against an SEC team and see if that's an opportunity to move the needle and get better, hopefully. So that's well, you're all a I rare got, Gary. Thanks for the time, you're brother. You're a rare bird, so, James. Yeah. I don't think too many guys listening are going to agree with you on that. But uh, No, no, uh, not at all. Not at all. But i got I got to be optimistic, Gary, because because we've been in this, this crap for 16 years now. You know, I mean, yep. we've had a little bit of success. Uh, and 2017 was, was lightning in a bottle and special. But realistically, um, we're now almost four years removed from that day after Thanksgiving with Pittsburgh. And look where the program's at. We're, we're in a stalemate. So I've got to hope for something. And whoever, if it is Lane or Mario, they've got a lot of nice, fun pieces to bring in. And the recipe to success is to bring in more nice pieces to complement that in case injuries and stuff happen that's part of the game. And hopefully we start getting the talent that, and the coaching that can beat these teams by more than just a few points, and you leave no doubt. That's all I got, Gary. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Appreciate all, right, all the hard work you do for the show. Yep. Th- thanks for the call, man. Um, all right, uh, I, I want to bounce back over to uh, the message board at kingsport.com, but my computer's locking up. All right, so uh, a post started by a guy that I, uh, posted that I have a ton of respect for. He's a very good poster on the message board. It uh, goes by the name K.L. Kane. Okay, um, he's commenting that I've changed my tune. And, you know, I just want to say I haven't changed my tune. Like, my personal opinions on any of this are no different today than they were a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, three months ago, really three years ago. Um, there's no tune that has changed. What has changed is what I am seeing at the University of Miami and the decisions that I'm seeing made at the University of Miami. And that is the story that I was telling yesterday once again. Not anything having to do with any opinion or trying to justify anybody's decisions or anything along those lines. Um, I get why people are unhappy. You know, they want to see Manny Diaz fired on Sunday. And it's not looking right now like that's going to happen. If that changes, I will be the first to say it has changed. Manny's probably getting fired Sunday. Um, Two days ago, I would have said I really think that Manny – We'll get fired on Sunday, and they will start looking for a coach. And uh, some people in this thread are asking why I don't embrace that thought of firing the coach and um, and then going out and, and looking for um, firing Manny Sunday and then let the new AD go hire a new football coach. I have no problem with that. 
that's not my decision. <laughs> like, um, stop blaming me for what they're doing and not doing. I mean, I'm not sensitive. I have thick skin. I've probably spent about 10 hours today and yesterday discussing all of this on the message boards. I will answer everybody's questions uh, until there aren't any questions left to answer. Uh, but these aren't my decisions, okay? I mean, I don't get to make these calls. I would have bet the ranch up until yesterday that Manny was getting fired on Sunday, and whether it was the new AD or the current administration, that they would have been going after a new football coach. And I thought that that new football coach was going to end up being Mario. Okay, that was what I thought up until two days ago. Now I think the whole damn thing is totally wide open. Like I reported, they have decided that they are going to let an athletic director make the call on what happens next. Until that changes or unless that changes, that's what I know is happening as of right now. And that's what I reported yesterday. It has nothing to do with any tune or my personal opinions on, on the situation. 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. If you, you hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go out to the 757. You're live. How are you doing tonight? Man, let me, let me break this down. I'm about to write a lot of fine, you, Gary. I'm going to tell you why what you mean? kill me so much. You're a good guy. Hold on. Wait. No, let's carry Ken. You're a good guy. You always want to talk. But even no, Matt Shodown be telling you, be quiet sometimes. I want you to break it down for me, please. I'm going to break it down to you. I get tired of you saying this crap on the morning show. Well, we don't have a number one receiver. What the hell? So, what you mean we all, oh, when Rambo leave, we don't have one? Let me explain something. When, At the beginning of the season, when, when, Rambo, when Rambo, wait a minute, two, wait, a minute. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, bro. You're not going to do this to me. Kane, Kane. Where's your take at? Where's your take? Kane, Kane, you, who's your number one receiver once Rambo's out of here? And don't, no, no, here's the point. You, you say it for the future. But as Matt said to you, we got plenty of young talent. At okay, the end of the season, Rambo wasn't that good. Rambo was not that good. Rambo was not that good at the beginning of the season due to everything that went around. King but King it seems like you crying so bad that he might leave. Man, you got Rashad Bryant Smith, Rashad Smith, Princeton. Them young boys are game changers. Yeah, we don't need a number one. We just need ballers. I'm with Matt. I don't dislike you for some of the stuff you do, man. You be back and forth on that damn fence. You be back and forth. Just like the Mario train, you were running it like a mother last week. Man, you pulling back. It ain't you. Oh, you pulling back, bro. You pulling back. Stop I'm not pulling back on the Mario You're a good guy. Athletic director Kane Kane, Mario's getting hired. Okay, I'm not pulling back on crap. All right? Oh, you're not pulling back on crap. You're getting stuck. People that don't pull back. Okay, people that don't pull back don't get soft. Matt Shodell, he's hard. He's nasty. I know why. He's from New York City. He don't take no BS. You good, Gary. You don't want to do nothing negative to hurt your image. And I got that, bro. What are you talking everybody about? Gotta, everybody got to have a man. You don't take the all the time. Job, dude. Hey, hey, look, that's three years ago. That's three years ago. As the manager said, you should, okay, you're right, but the manager said, I was looking for you to put something else up there. If you say he shouldn't have been fired or shouldn't have been hired, you should be saying the same thing. He need to be fired. He needs to go. I ain't got nothing against him, but damn, his defense, 4-14, 4-17, there's a lot of stuff. 
I know the players love him. That happens. But this is a universe. And like you said, Miami probably won't hire Mario. Two heads in a bucket, fuck it. We're going to be stuck with what we stuck with. But just be real to the game. Matt is real to the game. But you cool. I ain't got no more to say. And them young boys, they're going to all shot. Just like the offensive line. You said the offensive line and Matt said it day before yesterday. What do you mean we got to go deep in the portal? We don't. And you said it again tonight. We got to go deep. Matt said, no, you don't. And I agree with Matt. Not knocking you, but you got to stay stay in your lane. So your lane is stay on the other side of the fence. You have a good Thanksgiving. But goddamn it, Kane can. Matt showed there. You are the man. One love. Peace. <laughs> oh, my God. Woof. All right. Let's unpack that for a minute. If Charleston Rambo leaves, my opinion that he was talking about is that there's not a number. There's good, there's a couple good. There's good receivers on the team. Keyshawn Smith is good. We just talked about like he went 41 snaps Saturday. I can't remember who. I think it was James or Sebastian or or who called and said and we're asking about Keyshawn Smith. I think it was James. Played 41 snaps the other day. James didn't even know if he was on the field. That's your number one receiver for next year that you know is going to be a number one receiver? Now, maybe he develops into a number one receiver. I love the kid. I love his ability. I've seen him make some nice plays this year on on um, isolated basis. I don't see the sustained excellence that we see from Charleston Rambo. Charleston Rambo is a number one receiver. Charleston Rambo is a dude, man. He is a player. I don't see that type of guy on this roster for next year. I think they got to try to find somebody like Charleston Rambo in the portal again. Offensive line. This isn't close. Not even close to a high caliber Tower 5 offensive line. Okay? Um, they have no depth. You're going to lose Navon Donaldson. You're going to lose Jared Williams. And you got nobody. You got Jalen Rivers will come back. But you don't have frontline guys on this roster. Yeah, they got to hit the portal for offensive linemen, Kane Kane. And you could scream at me all you want, but I'm just telling you, I'm giving you an honest opinion. I mean, you think this team is built to win championships next year right now? No, it's not. They have a lot of work to do. Okay, Um and I, I don't know if – I can't remember if you brought up another subject, but uh, on those two subjects, man, like I don't think they have a number one receiver right now, and I don't think they have a great offensive line going into next year. Two things that, to me, they're going to have to address in the portal, along with linebackers. I don't think they got a great pass rusher on this team. I don't think they got a great defensive tackle on this team. I think Leonard Taylor should be much better next year than he was this year. Um, he has the potential to be that kind of guy, I think. Um, Harrison Hunt, I think, has potential to be a pretty good player next year. That's two guys. You've got to have more than two defensive tackles. Okay? A lot of work to do in the portal. Defensive linemen, linebackers. I don't like the talent at cornerback. What, do you, what if Tyreek Stevenson goes pro? And Tyreek may come back, by the way. He's thinking about coming back. But what if he goes pro? To Corey Couch is now your best cornerback? Have you watched what's been going on the last few weeks with the Corey Couch, Kane Kane? Kane Kane, they got a lot of work to do in the portal. Trust me. 
563-999-3550, you hit the one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go out to the 706. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, this is your other boy, Sebastian. They're coming for you tonight. They are coming, <laughs> man. Coming but you know what? <laughs> I'm coming back, man, because this is a bunch of baloney. <laughs> Gary has changed his tune. Gary this, Gary that. Baloney, man. I was on this three years ago. Hey, man, three years ago. Man. The day that rep- they did that hire, I said that it was athletic director malpractice, that you're throwing a guy that has never recruited at a high level, never won anything at the college level, and you are throwing him into one of the toughest coaching jobs in college football. And it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. And we're, here we are three years, and we've had three years, uh, or at least two years of disaster, relative disaster, and one year that got a little bit of a break because of COVID. But I think the North Carolina game by itself last year uh, brands the entire season as a disaster. Yeah. And I like Manny. Manny's a good dude. But they did a disjustice putting him in this job. And he yeah. still hasn't recovered from it because he's still not winning. Except, yeah. the last six, that's the last, except the last five weeks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's been winning the last five weeks. But every game's been a one-play game. Every single ACC game this year has been a one-play game. I don't think Saturdays will be. But they easily could have been one and six in the ACC this year. They easily could have been six and one. It could go either way. Yeah, I agree. I so agree. what's up, man? Hey, what do you have to say? I, uh, my voice is going. I got to take a drink. So you got you got the floor. All right, okay, take take a drink. I got the floor. A, a couple of things. Okay, I'll be at the game. I, I didn't think I was going to go to another game this year, but I'll be in Raleigh. I'm not sure if you're going to be there. I'd love to catch up with you, but I'll be in Raleigh to to, to check out the Duke game. So I'm, I'm sitting this out, one out. Uh, I'm some... sitting this one out, man. It's Thanksgiving weekend. I'm okay. spending it with the family. I'm sitting this road trip out. That game is going to be a total joke. There's not going to be 20 people in that stadium. Um, Miami should win big. I, yeah, I'm not going up there. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to check it out. You know. And, I go to almost every game. I'm at, I'm at almost every road game, but this, this one I'm not going to. Okay. So, Gary, so, so Gary, there's a couple of things I want to say, and I'm not coming for you, but I just want you to think. Okay. Yeah, not a problem. One of the things you, one of the things you always your challenges with is, you know, why Manny should not hire a defensive coordinator. You said Manny should, Manny should not hire a defensive coordinator because being a defensive coordinator is what got him the job. And if he can't be the defensive coordinator, why is he the coach? My question to you would be is, Dabo Sweeney was the wide receivers coach. He was a he was an offensive coordinator, he was a defensive coordinator. And he ended up being the coach for Clemson. And look at what kind of success that he had. And he hired coordinators around him. Logic just doesn't resonate with me because I'm just like, That'll make no sense because Dabo Sweeney wasn't uh, – he wasn't either or. You know, and, I know. Uh, um, job done. So, here's my so opinion. That, that was just something I'll give you – let me give you my about. opinion on that. Here's my opinion, and here's why okay. I have the opinion I have. I don't believe, and it's, I think it was proven out the, in year one, I don't believe that Manny can hire a defensive coordinator at the level uh, to warrant doing that and making himself a figurehead head coach. Uh, he, he tried that year one and year two. He hired Blake Baker, who was a disciple of his, had come out, had coached with him at Louisiana Tech, understood his defensive schemes. He's obviously, as a head coach, he's going to want his defensive schemes 
incorporated, unless he now makes the decision, my defensive schemes aren't working, and I want to bring somebody in to do something differently, which might not be a bad idea. I'll agree with you on that. But I don't know what great great defensive coordinator is going to come in here and work for Manny, a guy that he probably thinks he's better than. Because Manny, nobody – I've never heard anybody – Tell me that Manny's a great defensive coordinator. He has always been a middle-of-the-pack defensive coordinator in college football. He's never won anything. The best job he had was with Mac Brown of Texas, and he got thrown out the door. That's just the facts. And that's not, you okay. know, I like okay. Manny. And again, I like Manny, um, you know, Sebastian. I, I, I okay. like him. Um, but that's the facts, okay? okay. And what I, I, defensive coordinator is going to come work for him that's a better defensive coordinator than him that's going to come work for Manny, who they know is on the hot seat, and they think they're better than Manny. Okay, okay, Gary. So I, I gave you the floor. I gave you an opportunity to explain. The thing, I'm, the thing I'm trying to share with you or the thing that I'm trying to express to you is this. <clears throat> is I, I know you follow that logic, but Manny's been at this for six years, and the teams in the ACC has just kind of caught up to him. And whenever he plays a good team, he's exploited because they know exactly when he's going to blitz. You know, he, he, he lives off of uh, tackles for losses. You know, he lives off of, you know, um, you know, putting you in long situations, whether it be second and long or third and long. And when you cannot get the other team, the offensive team in that, if it's a third and one and third and two, they just run up the middle and get the first down. And that's why I think that he should hire a defensive coordinator. I understand your logic with it. I'm not going to, you know, we, we can go back and forth with it. You believe what you believe. Well, I but got another question to me, for you. If it, it, well, hold on a second. Don't do the train of thought. To me, if he was going to make improvements, say, if he survived this year, that is change. That is evolution. But trying to continue to do the same thing over and over, you know, I mean, he hasn't recruited good at linebacker. It's just so many things of why he needs to change. His defense. In other words, for him to continue on being the coach, we cannot accept the fact that we have to be married to his defense because his defense ain't a championship defense. Go ahead with your question. Um, my question would be this. You say that the ACC offenses and the ACC coaches have caught up to Manny um, after six years in the ACC. They know what he's doing. They know when he's blitzing. They know, they know what's coming, um, yada, yada, yada. So – my question would be, is that the case, or has there been a steady regression in the level of talent on that side of the ball because Manny hasn't recruited very well on defense? What, what, so maybe he hasn't recruited real well because he is the defensive coach, but maybe if you get a defensive coordinator who's able to recruit his players and be able to put a, 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 an acceptable defense on the field, we could be a little bit different. I'm, I'm just saying, that's, I mean, just – I'm just saying, Gary, I know you're not going to change. I'm just open to the possibility that, you know, if he, had, if he got a defensive coordinator, that shows an involvement of him as a coach uh, for him to be able to do that. Like I said, I'm not trying to sway public opinion. I'm not trying to change your mind. I mean, you said on it, you know, you think he should be the defensive coordinator as long as he's the coach here. I just don't agree with that. And that's okay. I ain't coming for you. I'm just saying I, I just don't No, agree. no, that's cool. Um, no, I'm happy to debate this subject with you. I, I, I just I, – I have a different opinion because I think that the issue isn't talent. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you who was playing 
for Manny Diaz's defense I'm gonna, I'm, uh, in 2016, the first year he was at Miami. Okay? Uh, Chad mm-hmm. Thomas. Chad Thomas was the defensive end. Chad Thomas went on to play in the National Football League. Hasn't had a great career in the NFL, but he did go on to play in the National Football League. Um, the one defensive tackle was Kendrick Norton. Until he had his car accident and got derailed, he went on to play in the National Football League. Um, the other mm-hmm. defensive tackle was R.J. McIntosh. Yeah, R.J. McIntosh. He went on to play in the National Football League, right? Um, yeah. The other defensive end was Trent Harris and Joe Jackson, both of whom went on to play in the National Football League, right? Okay. Um, the, the linebackers were Zach McLeod, who obviously is still there. Uh, we don't know yet if he's going to make it in the NFL. Shaq Quarterman, who's in the National Football mm-hmm. League. And Mike Pinkney, who I don't know if he's still on a roster or not, quite honestly. I think he's on a practice squad. All right. Um, the cornerbacks were Corn Elder, who I believe went into the National <laughs> Football League. Um, Michael, Michael Jackson, who I believe went into the um, National Football League. Um, Adrian Colbert. And D. Delaney. And D. Delaney, both of whom I believe went into the National Football League. And Sheldrick Redwine. And Sheldrick yep. Redwine, who's in the National Football League. Um, and uh, one of the safeties was Rayshon Jenkins, who's a great player mm-hmm. in the National Football League. So almost every player, okay, Sebastian, on Manny Diaz's first defense at the University of Miami, almost every single guy went on to play in the National Football League. <laughs> okay? Hey, Gary, you, you, Do you, you think that any of these guys on this year's defense, any of them, on this year's defense are going to play in the National Football League? Do you think Jafari Harvey is playing in the NFL? You brought up a point. I'm just going to counter. Like I gave you an opportunity, I'm just coming back. What I'm saying is this, is you're right. Manny was very successful off of another coach recruiting talented players on that side of the defense. What I'm saying is this. I'm saying Manny has showed us that he's been a head coach and since the years have separated himself from him playing with other players, that he's not that great of a coach or recruiter. I agree. And what I'm saying is, to me, he's a middle what of the I'm road saying coach. Is, right, right. And what, but what I'm saying is this. I'm saying that if he's going to continue on, I'm open to the possibility of him hiring a defensive coordinator because he cannot recruit nor coach a championship type of defense. And that goes on to the next point that I would make is this. If he cannot do that, then I'm, I, I really lean more on the side that he should not continue on as coach. Okay, well, let, me, let me transition okay. to this. Of course you do. That, okay. That's what everybody thinks. Okay. I don't know anybody right. other than James, who um, I, I think it was that just called in. I don't know anybody that's sitting here saying that, that, that they want Manny to continue as coach. I mean, mm-hmm. you go on our message boards, right? Have you seen anybody say they want to? I mean, C.D. Wright. <laughs> I mean, I, that's two guys, okay. James and C.D. Wright. Who else? I don't know anybody else. But, but, but the point I'm making is that there's a reason for that, and that is because he is a middle-of-the-road coach. And you're, with the point you were making is a good point in that the defenses are not, are, have gotten worse, but I would argue that it's not because the ACC is caught up to Manny. It's because the talent that he has on the field is not even close 
to what he was playing with in 2016 and 2017. Um, and mm-hmm. you could just go down the starting lineup and make those judgments for yourself. You know, yeah. I don't see okay. I don't okay. see anybody on the depth chart other than uh, probably Tyreek Stevenson, and we could project that James Williams uh, will, will be that kind of player by the time he leaves Miami. Maybe Cam Kinchins will be that kind of player. Maybe Avante Williams will be that kind of player before he leaves Miami. But there are not many guys playing defense for Miami now that you can say are surefire guys to go play in the NFL. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Um... <laughs> I won't lose my train of thought. The, the other, <laughs> sorry, man. I, the other point, the, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, look, we really disagree, and, that, and that's okay. Like I said, a lot of people come for you tonight. We can just have a debate. The thing I want to talk about is the way Miami is positioning themselves on hiring this next coach. Okay, now Gary, you said it numerous times. You expected this team to win nine games. With the talent that they had, I, 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 when they I were coming I into the season, the bar, yes, I thought they could win nine. Yep. You, you, you thought that was the bar. You thought that was the yep. bar. All things being equal, we can honestly say that two inches to the left, that field goal goes through. We beat Virginia, mm-hmm. and if we keep the same record and win the bowl game, we would have won nine games. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah, I was pretty close. I was pretty it's, close to the right. You're pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty, you're pretty close. So what I'm saying is this. If you started the year off saying that we should win nine games and we end up at eight and five and you realize, and you realize that if we don't blow a fourth and 14 at Florida State, which is a game we should have absolutely won, even though we played horrible from the beginning, and a Virginia game that we were asleep for the first half, battled back two inches away, field goal goes through. If we's nine and four – you know, I just don't think as, as as bad as the season has been with the bad taste that we have in our mouth, the way we've been feeling, I just don't think in this area of college football, coaches that win nine games get fired. Would you agree? Would you disagree? I would agree. Right? So, mm-hmm. so I, I just say that because as the Miami Hurricanes are waffling on which direction they want to go to, I can see people in the room saying – you know, two inches to the right, we make that field goal. We win a bowl game. I mean, we're taking a very, very serious gamble on this next coach, and we haven't shown ourselves to be able to get that right. So it behooves us to get an athletic director in here, if nothing else, to be the face of the franchise. You know, man, you don't have to do all this TV and interviews and all that other stuff. You can have a new athletic director in there that's saying, I'm coming in, I'm going to evaluate the program. I have a vision of where I want to go. And that way, if the season does go south next year, he fires them. He looks like a genius. Nobody has without question understand that he's in charge. The risk we take is this. At the end of the day, you said something I've always agreed with, and it's this. We have to decide on what type of program we need to be. When we decide what type of program we need to be, there is no cost, there's no limit that keeps us from being able to get there. And all I'm saying is if you can echo to whoever you need to talk to as far as the Board of Trustees or whatever, look, if Mario Cristobal is the coach who you believe shares the vision on what type of program we really want to be, the sky is the limit. 
the sky's the limit. I mean, I, I, don't, I, think dis- I don't disagree good. because he is going to significantly improve the roster. I don't think he's just going to significantly improve the roster. Here's the risk, and Matt Sodell said this, and this one I agree with Matt. We're at a point of inflection right here. You know, Florida's not well. Florida State is not well. We're at a point where we can decide, do we want to take over the state? Because I'll tell you this right here. If, you know, I forgot the coach from Florida State. I forgot what his name is. But him or, say, say Billy Napier, if, if they strike when the iron is hot and they get it right and we miss our window, we're going to have nobody to blame but ourselves. Yep. We're going to have nobody to blame for ourselves. Because I agree. If we have a vision, if we have a vision of dominating college football, of changing the landscape, and you need to understand, college football want Miami to be good. You know, when I left that Alabama game and earlier this year, we got whooped. Alabama fan was like, "Man, I wish I, y- y'all need to get back." They, they, they. they I mean, they, college football want us to be good. Again, I think all of college football is so much better if we are better. I think we really set the equilibrium for all of college football because if we can keep some of them Georgia and Alabama from getting all these South Florida talent, we can recalibrate college football kind of going forward. So my last thing, and I'll let you go because you really let me ramble on. Okay, here's what I want to know from you. We beat Duke, okay? It's hard to fire a coach that has gone 5-1 and one in his last six games. You know, you let him get through senior night or whatever, you got to let them coach a bowl game. They're going to play a bowl game, and the speculation is going to be there. Should we bring them back? Should we not bring them back? It's going to take a lot of courage because we have to decide on what type of program we need to be. If however he does the next against Duke or even in a bowl game, you have to imagine, can you see this guy holding up the national championship trophy for your football program? And if you cannot, we have to have the courage to make the decision, and we got to go in a different direction. You know, I told you what would take the bad taste out of everybody's mouth is if we were the coastal representation, we won the ACC, and then we won our bowl game, it would really take the taste of out, of, out of our mouth. I don't think anything's going to take the taste out of our mouth unless we make a coaching change. Well, and, you I know, when, you can give me a thought on that. When the, yeah, when that new athletic director gets in there, whether it's – you know, this week, next week, the week after, the week after that, whenever that new athletic director gets in there, I think that what you are saying is the decision that everybody would like to see that new athletic director make. Beyond that, we'll see Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? If I you think cannot, you're echoing you the, can... the feelings of just about everybody. Everybody wants that yeah, new athletic you... director to want to, to, to make sure he has a coach that can win national titles. Right. I mean, and if, and if you cannot see the coach we have right now holding up that championship trophy, then I think the sky's the limit. I, I don't think there's any expense that we should not pay and we should go for 100 miles an hour because what we cannot do is expect Florida State and Florida to continue to be down. And, uh, you know, but we have Florida a window State's right now. Doing better. Florida State's I mean, doing better, and, and, and Florida's to, getting ready to, to start with a new coach. I believe it's going to be Billy Napier, and uh, you know they're going to take their shot with Napier. I mean, I mean, think about it. If Billy Napier wins the SEC East next year. Oh man, it's going to be hard in the state. 
he goes to SEC championship game, upset Alabama. I mean, it's going to be absolutely hard in this state. And he could be like within two, three years in. And we would just be so far behind. So just keep me on hold. Want to wish you a good Thanksgiving. You know, we can agree to disagree or whatnot. And I appreciate right, you but, for letting me express my thoughts. But, man, I, but I gave you the facts on that defensive issue. I mean, if you look at the, the, the quality of the players that were on the defense in 2016 uh, compared to today, it's clear as day why there's been a regression quality of defense at Miami. They have not been recruiting well enough on that side of the football. They haven't been recruiting well enough yep. on offense either. You know, if they if they did not pick up Charleston Rambo in the portal last year, this offense wouldn't be any near as good. It would be good, but it wouldn't be as, as near as good. Well, as if they didn't get right if now. they didn't get Jalen Phillips or Quincy Roche on defense last year, we could be saying the exact same thing. You know? No question. So, and they have so not that, right. So they they have that. not been recruiting well enough. So yeah. All right, I'll man. Keep you whole. Have thank a good you. Thanksgiving, yep. Gary. I appreciate you got it. Man. it. You too. Thank, thank you for being part of the show. Five six three nine 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 three five five zero five six three nine 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 three five five zero. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the two zero three. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Two zero three. It's probably me, Gary. That is you. Who's this? Yes, John. Hey, what's the first up, John? time I've called? Oh, welcome to the show, man. Uh, everything's going pretty well. I'm up in the New York area, and the uh, weather's been good. So I'm at my neighbor's house. He's the one that got me to call. So, <laughs> but you're a Kings fan, right? What can I say? Yeah. I, that, right, I cool. played uh, Division One of safety in the 70s, and I became a fan, always going to the Underdogs, 1983 championship game, where Bernie Kosar came out, throwing the ball all over the place, and the fans the Orange Bowl went crazy. And Nebraska at that time was considered maybe the greatest team of all time with Remington, Irving Fryer, et cetera, Mike Rozier. So I do follow Miami football along with my brother. So there's one thing I'd like to say is, like you said earlier, the UM uh, doesn't want to fire a coach after three years. But the thing is, Manny has been there for six years. And he was the – and he was the head some, coach. I think he's just let me qualify what you said so people understand. It's some people at Miami don't want to do that. Not everybody. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because basically, he's been there six years. He was the head coach of the defense, and now he's the head coach of the whole team. And uh, when I, it's, football is different from when I played. The coaches, what they said, what they did, versus today, where players today, you see a lot of them that play for themselves, thinking of the NFL. So I keep hearing, for example, as players are playing hard for Manny, and therefore that's one reason not to fire him. Well, I remember one year we had some guys, and they should have been thrown off the team. And you couldn't laugh or whatever, like you see guys today. And when you say players are playing hard, I look at it this way. The players are being paid. They have scholarships, et cetera. So, for example, at Alabama and Ohio State, I mean, if they don't play hard, Saban throws them off the team is what that's going to come down to. And I just think you need coaching that can recruit, like people have said, and develop players. Now, the players are playing hard for many at this time. Uh, that, does, mean, does that mean he's going to be a good recruiter? in the future and be able to develop players. 
So number one, it's develop players and recruiting, both of those issues. And like right now, for example, Miami has no running game. Tyler Dyke's doing a great job. I mean, it's the last few years. There's no offensive line. And you can't rely on the transfer portal. I mean, they got Tommy Kennedy one year, I think. Uh, the guy from Vegas this year, Ausman or whatever his name is. And I don't even think he played uh, this year. And I think there'll just be an average team. You can't rely on the transfer portal in the future every year. I mean, the defense, like you said, has no linebackers. They're hurting a cornerback, defensive line. And Manny, he's been there six years regarding that. Now, I'm thinking of Mario. Uh, I'm a rare bird, like the other guy, because uh, I compliment you. You're just putting the facts out there. And the facts today seems like they change every six hours. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So I agree with you there. And I agree with you, Mario, where three years ago we should have been hired, even though a lot of people have uh, attacked you. And I think the r- real reason is recruiting. I mean, he's in Oregon, right? He's in the middle of nowhere. And he's getting players from all over the country. And you got players from Florida he's gotten. I mean, there's no direct flight. And previously, I was telling uh, my friend, the only ones who ever went to Oregon were the relatives of Bigfoot. And now he's getting players from all over the country. Yeah. You know? And uh, who actually, here in the New York area, I've never heard anyone say, uh, everyone in my family wants to go to Oregon this year for their vacation. I've never heard that. I mean, it's a school that's in the middle of nowhere, and yet he's getting guys there. Yeah, it's probably, it's pretty so, amazing, truthfully. Yeah. I mean, put him in South Florida. If guys go on official visits to Oregon, Mario takes them, what, salmon fishing? I mean, put him in South Florida, he's going to take him down to South Beach. And top players will visit uh, Miami with him. And when I speak of development of players, I mean, I look at Wiggins and uh, Pope. I mean, they've been dropping passes for four straight years. And it seems like they actually got worse over four years. And it's like, you know, they didn't concentrate on the ball. So my question is, what the heck did the coaches do? Give them a pep talk? I mean... When I played, I was a safety. But the receivers coach, uh, they had a chain link fence, and they put a chalk line down next to the chain link fence a short distance, and that was the out-of-bounds marker. And the receivers coaches always say catch and pull in. Well, they used to always say catch, pull in, turn up the field. So they'd run the out patterns, and you had to concentrate on the ball and catch it and turn up. If not, you ran into the uh, chain link fence. And the attitude of the receivers' coaches were, if you do drop it, you better run into that fence. And players, it helped them out. So that's, I don't know, development of players. I don't know what the hell they did for four years with those guys. I mean, it definitely didn't help them, but it helped the receivers concentrate. And then there was another thing to help them concentrate. And I heard an NFL game recently where we had a running back that was a good recruit. And he fumbled in a scrimmage. And then he fumbled the first game of the year. And they benched him that game. And then we're watching a game film. We still got him on Sunday nights. And I think they had the projector back then. When they got to that play where he fumbled, the coach stopped the projector. And he threw a football to the running back. And he said, you're going to carry this ball around with you all week. You're going to bring it to your classes. You're going to bring it everywhere. And your teammates are going to take a swipe at it and slap the ball out of your hands so you better concentrate. 
And all of a sudden, the guy played three great games. Uh, really helped him. And after three games, you know, he's all smiles, but the head coach, you know, the uh, coach is going to the rooms, checking on the curfew the night before a game. And he said to that kid, I don't care what you did for me yesterday. I want to know, what are you going to do for me today? And it just seems like a lot of these guys that they have in Miami do not deserve to wear a U.M. helmet or a U.M. jersey. I mean, U.M. is a trademark. And with the guys they're getting, I just don't get it. And the one thing was, did Jaron Williams miss the curfew of that FIU game? Mm-hmm. Oh, he actually did. <laughs> and he started that game? Mm-hmm. That right there tells me Manny is not a head coach. Right off the bat, he should have been suspended the rest of the year immediately. And a lot of coaches I know back then would have said, stop by the athletic department tomorrow and your bus ticket home will be there. And don't bother cleaning out your locker. We will do it for you. I mean, your starting quarterback is the leader of the team. I don't understand why he actually didn't at least suspend him for one game. I would have basically almost thrown him off the team. That's what a lot of coaches would have done back then. You wouldn't even think of doing something like that. So my question is, you know, they want to keep Manny, for example. And it's like what other people have said. Because they keep Manny... Is it where all of a sudden today he's going to become a good recruiter and he's going to be able to develop players? You know, that's my question to you, really. I mean, I mean he hasn't been a recruiter I don't for six see years. evidence of that. People that want to sell that to us would say Dabo did it, but I don't see evidence of anything changing. I don't see any great recruiting going on. You know, I don't see the defense playing very well. I see the offense doing very well, but now you might lose your offensive coordinator to the SMU. Uh, you know, he's going to have to prove that he can replace them adequately. And it, and it, it might, you know, I don't know that promoting Rob Likens is going to be the answer, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. And, you know, there's, there, there's a conversation about that on the message boards right now at canesport.com too. And I would say that Tyler Van Dyke gives him a chance to be able to hire a decent offensive coordinator. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke, yeah. look how good he's making Rhett Lashley look. Rhett Lashley might be parlaying his work with Tyler Van Dyke this year into a head coaching job. Okay, and people are oh, going to see that. People are going to see it. And it, and it, and it yeah. gives Manny a chance you know, to hire an offensive coordinator. And it's different than what we were talking about with a defensive coordinator. I don't understand why that would be confusing, but uh, that's the explanation for, you know, um, for those that are, you know, wanted to, are discussing that. Um, that's not me talking out of both sides of my mouth. I, I promise you that. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke gives Manny Diaz a chance to hire a decent offensive coordinator. Um, it's for, yeah, for exactly. every, I mean, for, basically, for every, Tyler Van Dyke. I hope Dyke, for, for uh, Canes, I hope you're still listening because that uh, yes. that explains it to you. Okay, that's why he would have a better chance to hire an offensive coordinator, Tyler Van Dyke. Um, but go ahead, John. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke also is the way he's playing. Here's a guy I think, if he keeps playing like this and developing, he's going to go NFL after next year. He probably would. And, if he keeps playing like this, yeah. he will. Yep. And Jake Garcia says he's saying, uh, he's, his father said he's staying. Yep. Well, that's what he said today. Now, after spring camp, maybe Jake Garcia is going to say, hey, I'm going to sit the bench the whole year. I don't think so. I, I think they see the future very clear. I think they like it at Miami. 
I, I think they will stick it out. I really do. Because, uh, you know, uh, Jake would be on course. To, if Tyler leaves after next year, Jake would be on course to be the quarterback for the following two or three years. And it would be lining up well for him if he can, if he can get it done. He's got to get it done. So, all right, John, let me let some other guys get on here. Uh, thank you so much for being part of the show. Give us a call next time. I just want to say, uh, yes, I compliment you, one of the rare people out there that do, and you're going with the facts, and you're putting them out there for the people, and you put your opinions out. So I don't know why people attack you. You said get Mario. Because I they're exactly mad. agree they're with mad. you. They're mad. Who are they going to yell at? So they, they, you know, they, 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 <laughs> I guess they the, uh, their wives gave them a hard day, right? Yeah, no, they're just mad. They're mad about the whole situation. And I, I mean, I, don't, I understand, man. I don't, like, I don't know too many people that are happy about it. Yeah, definitely. You know, no, no, nobody out here controls it, so we'll see what happens. All right, man, thank you for being part of the show. All right, thanks. Bye. Thanks, John. 563 um, 563-999-3550. Hit one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 813. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's up from Dallas, man? Uh, doing well. Who's this? This is Sean. Okay, i got a couple what's questions up, Sean? for you. Um, How are you, man? All right. Um, let, I'm okay. <laughs> I under, you know, the article yesterday, obviously, really upsetting. In fact, there's stubborn things. And I just, I, I would tell you, Gary, as a former journalist, sometimes the messenger does get killed. I'm surprised <laughs> you were surprised you got attacked. I don't see why I'm getting attacked putting out a story saying that the next athletic director is going to make the decision on the football coach. I don't see why that would be a source of being mad at me, but. I mean, I understand people are angry. Okay. Let's, let's do worst-case scenario first. Walk this through with me. Let's say the worst thing happens, which is Manny Diaz comes back next year. We have to deal in reality. We know that is going to be something that is possible. All right, you've got a superstar quarterback. You're going to have to raid the portal. My biggest concern, and this is kind of an open-ended question to you, is we're going to take a huge hit on recruiting this year, okay, which we can get away with because we had two bloated classes back-to-back before that. The big question is, can we really afford to take a second recruiting hit going into next year with a coach who's dead man walking? How, how do you recover from something like that? Because I know when I came from the University of Miami in 2005, we had a guy named Butch Davis that was able to work magic. And we obviously can't ever put Manny Diaz and Butch Davis in the same realm because one guy's a professional who's fantastic and the other guy has no business being a coach. Well, that's fact and opinion, unfortunately, Manny might come back. So walk me through how the hell we're supposed to hit two recruiting classes back-to-back and be total misses, and this thing is supposed to magically get better. Walk me through that piece first, please. Well, last year's recruiting class was very good. So, okay. you know, but the, uh, the year before was okay. Um, but right now, this one's not looking good. They had two guys on campus today. Uh, Shamar Stewart and Nigel E. Kelly. If they somehow can get those guys to come to Miami, uh, the, recruit, the recruiting class starts to look better, and then they still got the portal to work with. So we don't know what this year is going to look like yet. But if they if it doesn't get better and they don't do well, um, a bad year. I have a theory that one bad year like like that would cost you two on the backside. Okay. Um, right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. So, That's exactly what I was asking for. Yeah. Okay, number two, let's talk about this. Um, let's say we get into a bowl game with like a UCLA or somebody that, that, that can be pretty good coached, but they got four or five losses. We're going to beat Duke. 
but let's say we lose to a good SEC team or a good Pac-12 team and had six losses again. Does that change the conversation because we lost to another good team that wasn't a middle-tier ACC team? It could, and, but the, you know that will be determined by the athletic director, and yeah, it absolutely right. could. And and if the if the okay. athletic director decides then I don't want to go forward uh, with Manny Diaz, he he could terminate Manny Diaz, and maybe by then you know he goes after Mario. Mario's buyout drops from nine million to six million in January. You know, not right. that's okay. a scenario yeah. that is yeah. absolutely not inconceivable. Right, right, okay. That's where I'm kind of getting at here. Okay. Now, another question. Let's talk about the athletic director here. They're not stupid. They're going to talk to people and know how angry the fan base is. They saw the segment with ESPN and Kirk Herbstreit ripping the UM administration. So they know that the fan base is going to be screaming for a new coach. You know that most coaches in Division I football do not think Danny Diaz is a good coach. It's no different when Urban Meyer and Butch Davis were coaching against Randy Shannon, and they were telling kids like DeMarcus Van Dyke, hey, man, your coach is going to get fired. And they were right because they're not stupid. They're professionals. They knew Randy was never going to make it. So is some of that – and this is hard for you to think, put your athletic director hat on – they can't be blind to the situation that is going on and the public outcry and hitching their wagon to Manny for one year. That's a really bad way to start your career off with a fan base that is starving for good information. Yeah, you could certainly certainly make that argument. Um, I think that any new athletic director that comes in absolutely will understand the pulse of the fan base. And that's a decision they're okay. going to have to make. And absolutely, okay. I, th- I do think that that will remain on the table as a possibility. Uh, you know, right now, Manny thinks he's coming back. Could that change? Absolutely. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, what else is he going to say, right? Well, I have no idea. I mean, he's still got to kind of recruit. And well, I no, think I mean, you've got, a, build, you got think, a building I, yeah. full of very nervous people there. Like, let's be honest. I mean, you know, they're not. Like they understand what's been going on. They, they know that there's been questioned whether they're going to be asked back, and they also know that if a new head coach comes in, the majority of the people working in the building are not going to have jobs. In, in, in you know, yeah. I mean, if Manny got fired on and, Sunday, and that's all. That's all Blake James' fault. That's all Blake James' fault. That's all his fault. That is all his fault. Because we're going to go back in history here. Because I don't know if you know a couple of these things. In 2015, as you are aware. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to kind of ask you something real quick. Would you have hired Butch Davis in 2015? 2015. Um, you're when, talking about, when Al Golden was canned. Yep. It, it was before that. That You're talking about 2013. No, um, oh, no, 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 wait a minute. Wait, game. Mark Rick yeah. was 16, I'm, I'm sorry, Mark Rick was 16, 17, 18. Right. Um, right, and the real so, chance to get Butch when you did the big exclusive with him was after Al Golden was canned. Yep, yeah, yeah. I would, I, I, I definitely would have hired Butch over Mark Rick. Definitely. I see. I'm a Butch guy. I, I was graduated in '05, so I had some pretty good years at UM. Um, do you know how that process went down with Blake and Jen? Are you aware of what happened? My understanding was that they just didn't want him. Okay. And who did Coach Davis interview with? And I think you know this. Who did he interview with, Blake or Jen? 
I don't remember, to be honest with you. Oh, he, no, he interviewed with Jen. Do you know what he okay, told so Jen on the interview? What did he tell her? He said he laid out a map and said, I guarantee you, if you rehire me, I will have the University of Miami in a national championship game in four years' time because I will not have 33 scholarships cut, and here's the blueprint and a mock draft up of how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. That never got reported. But did you know that that's what he said and laid out? Yeah, I believe it. I know Butch very well. He, I mean, I wrote that story before then talk, talking about how badly he wanted the job and and, and everything. Yeah. I absolutely believe everything you're saying. Uh, mm-hmm. They probably would have been better off hiring him, obviously, in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Okay, but, I didn't know Well, they, they, they spent too I, much I have... time at the University of Miami being butthurt about the past. When Butch was here in the past, he lied to people. It ruffled feathers. There, there were a lot of sore yep. feelings about him leaving and things like that. Uh, it didn't work out for Butch. You know, Butch, it, Butch flopped very badly in the National Football League. And, uh, you know, I, I think that hurt his position a little bit. But, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't have been mm-hmm. hold, held a grudge on that. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. Well, anyway, um, I don't really have anything else, man. I think we're going to see how this plays out. I um I understand the thing about wanting the 80 to come in and do it. I think the big thing no one's talking about is the bowl game. Mm-hmm. If he goes and he plays a team like an Oklahoma State again or Baylor or whoever, and Baylor drops 40, 50, 55 points again, and Miami loses its sixth game, I think it's lights out. It's not the, about the Duke game, uh, Gary. It's about the bowl game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, does that put enough of a sour taste in a new athletic director's mouth to make a move then, and it could. Then, like, then, then nothing will. If losing six games after, we'll see, he lost seven his first year, three his second, and six the third, if that mm-hmm. isn't enough to get somebody fired, then there are serious backdoor politics at play, and we're, we're just going to be stuck in this cycle forever and ever. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean. Interesting perspective. All right, man. Don't, don't disagree with anything okay. you're saying. Yep, thanks for being part of the show. All right, take it easy, dude. All right, guys, we've got a little less than an hour left. Um, A lot of guys that want to get on still, so uh, let's tighten up, keep our points precise, and I could try to get everybody on. Let's go to the 985. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Can I tell you I told you so, Gary? Swagger for life. What's going on? What's up, Swag? What's up, man? What'd you tell me? (laughs) I told you last week that wouldn't wouldn't any new AD that would walk into Rudy Fernandez and Jose Moss and Frank's office for an interview – wouldn't they want to bring or have the opportunity to pull their own people in rather than have so. the university make the decision? Yeah, I think so. I agree. Well, that, I mean that's the problem with this whole thing. I think, I think you can bottle this up as far as it goes and why everybody's so pissed off is perception. You had Blake James that was let go. You had the announcement of the in, you know, injunction of money that was going to be put in the athletic department. That got everybody fired up. That got everybody excited. You know, Miami's going to make moves. Miami's going to change the, the way of thinking. They're going to drop the hammer down on Blake James and Manny Diaz, and this thing's going to roll on. A couple of days go by. Now, all of a sudden, you've got these factions, right? Okay? And it, it, to me, it's, it's what makes this AD hiring what is so, what's going to be so fascinating about it because you're going you're gonna to gonna see – What's really going on and who's pulling the strings? I think it's about the AD hire. By the way, I don't have any problem with your article. 
I think some of these guys that are that are going off on your article are just totally misreading it. I mean, I, you know, they're they're frustrated because because Manny, you know, Manny isn't being let go, and because uh, you know Miami's not, the, you know, the administration's not pulling the strings. I think they're going about it the right way. I mean, you want to let your AD, you want to give your AD the power to basically, you know, bring in and assess their own situation. I just that, that's what I believe. Do you agree, disagree? I agree with everything you're saying. I mean, let's put it this way. I'm not saying I would do it that way. I might do it differently, but I understand that line of thinking for sure. Well, the the thing I go to is this. I mean, what is the AD's responsibility? The AD's responsibility is to generate revenue for the athletic department, right, among other things, fundraising, mm-hmm. et cetera, right, staffing, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So the question, so the question becomes – what new AD – and the last caller hit on it – what new AD would want to walk into the oblivion of oh, like what that's going to look yeah. like next season? Yeah, especially when everything is so, yeah, especially when everything is so neatly lined up. You know, I mean, it's neatly lined up at Miami right now. You're, you're doing both at the same time. You're, you're, replaced, you're replacing an athletic director who can come in and, and, and take care of whatever business needs to be taken care of involving the football coach. Doesn't usually work. Yeah, but there, there, was it, a, there was a point made that you've never seen an AD come in day never, one no. and fire somebody. You might, I you, you might see, you might see it this time. I mean, this I is agree. the perfect scenario, it depends scenario for it. Yeah, it depends who it is. Well, Trust and me, that, those, and, and, those factions. Let me tell you something else, Swagger. Those factions that we're talking about. If you don't think that they have their preferred AD candidates that are going to be entering into the mix. Um, I think that would be uh, naive on anybody's part to not think that there will be some candidates for the AD job that line up in one of those camps, whether it's like a Pat Chun from Washington State who hired Lane Kiffin at Florida Atlantic University. Um, You know, it it might be this guy Eddie um, out at uh, New Mexico, Eddie Nunez out at New Mexico, if, if he's able to get the job, you know, I mean, maybe he's a Mario guy. Who knows? I don't know who he's friends with from Miami or what, but I'm just throwing out, you know, the, the concept. Like, it's very possible that an AD might have their preferred head coach in mind when they take the job. And if they do, they absolutely could fire Manny. You, yeah, you don't think you don't think some of these ads have yeah exactly you don't think some of these ads have their people in mind once they walk One into the, to that office yes, on that they, interview they, yes they absolutely do no question about it so so yep. but that, the elephant in, the but I go back to this though and you you know it, and this is again these factions and this team and Frank's office and this is why this fan base is so terrified I keep saying it who's really pulling the strings. Look what I think we've the got. president's office. We've got office. a current head coach that has a father that's politically connected in Miami. There's, mm-hmm. And everybody's terrified of that. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that the, the real power players, okay, are being influenced by, those, by that relationship. I know I am because I know how politicians work. But, I mean, is that is – that, I know you said earlier you don't see that as being so influential, but, man, I, I don't know because – Again, 
Now all of a sudden you have these facts. No, I think it would be naive to think he doesn't have an influence on some people involved but, in the university. But, but, it, but, it, but it's but it's changed. It seems like to me that it's changed though. It's gone from, you know, Miami was going all out to do one thing, and then all, now all of a sudden we got a search committee, we got this way, which isn't really bad. But I think some people are perceiving that as somebody's been uh, in the back, you know, in the back halls, kind of, you know, doing their business. And that's well, why I no, think I think, what, I think what that there. move told us was, was that there's not a consensus, and therefore they feel they have to do a proper national search, and that's what they're doing. Well, there's no there's no preferred candidate that there's a consensus on, is what I'm saying. That's a scary thought. Whether I don't it's know how Gino, they, Alonzo, whatever, it, you know, the, the fact that they're doing a national search is an indicator that there probably is not a consensus. Well, whoever whoever that AD is that, take, that takes this job, if they really look hard enough, you know, somebody commented on the message board is probably going to be somebody that's never seen a Miami game. Well, even if that's the case, they're still going to come in. Now that's their job to make that program run right, and it's just going to be so fascinating on who this who this hire is going to be, you know, because that's just really going to going to say a lot about about who's pulling the strings as far as Manny. And this whole thing about, you know, the the, the university not want to, wanting to be the the you know tagged with firing a coach after three years. I don't buy any of that. I think that's that's crap. Sarkeesian's in trouble at at Texas right now, and he's been there a year, and they're thinking about firing him. So, so that crazy, doesn't that argument doesn't that doesn't hold water with me. The kids playing hard, you know, for him at the end of the year. That argument doesn't hold water with me either. Yeah, the kids are playing hard, but you know what, Gary? That should be the floor of your program. Your kids should play hard at all times. <laughs> you know, that's a bad but, but like I just posted on the message board, um, Swagger, that's not always the case. And it has certainly has not been the case here. So somebody well, was asking you know, me, why are you impressed? I think it was Kane Kane actually, uh, was asking me, why am I impressed with the kids playing hard? I'm impressed because every other year they've quit in November. You're not wrong, but that's part of the, that's part of the culture. You know, uh, I'll give you that one. I mean, yeah, the kids are playing hard for Manny. They're playing uh, like they're know, playing in the damn time. Super Bowl. They're they're but, five and five, and they're out there freaking throwing their bodies around like they're playing for the world championship. But you got to but you got to realize something too, like this whole thing with TVD. You know, everybody talking about Tyler Van Dyke saving Manny's job. You know, it wasn't a coaching decision. Like Manny Diaz didn't, you know, run into the the, the you know the game film room and well, you know come to the practice field and say hey. Tyler, you're going to start over Derek King. Remember, these kids got hurt. Derek King got hurt. That's why TVD got thrown in there. That's why Jake Garcia, you know, didn't get his shot. So it's not like Manny Diaz noticed the talent of Tyler Van Dyke and say, hey, you're starting over this guy. It happened by attrition. You know, Jalen Knighton going out there and lighting up the, the running game, you know, with, with his runs, or is, you know, that happened by attrition. Everybody getting hurt. That wasn't a coaching decision, Right. So that's why I just, you know, I think this whole thing about, you know, well, you know, uh, uh, us winning the last four or five games, I mean, that just, it, it's, it's amazing what Tyler Van Dyke has done. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that all night. But, what I mean, he, he's basically <laughs> basically saved, uh, saved Manny's job or at least caused people to take a second look. Would you agree or disagree with that? Oh, no doubt. I mean, no, talking about no – uh, Talking about Lashley, if Lashley leaves for SMU, 
I got two names for you, and I keep saying it on the message boards too, and you might think I'm crazy. Everybody else does. But what I do is I take Jeff Simpson, and I use his NFL connection, and I go make a call to Joe Brady, and I see if he wants to come down for a year. Or yeah. I go call Mark Hel- or I go call Mark Helfridge in Chicago. It's been getting ready to be a big, a big uh, shakeup there and see if he wants to come down for a year and OC and assistant head coach, uh, you know, uh, the Hurricanes. All right, good suggestion, Swagger. We'll see what happens, man. Thanks for uh, being part of the show tonight. All right, thanks, Gary. Let's go to the uh, 973. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, Gary, Gary. What's up, Mr. Ross? Talk to us, man. What's going on, man? Oh, man, listening to everybody. I actually thought I wasn't going to be able to get in. Hey, did I get in last week? Did I get in last week? I, I don't remember, man. Go, come on, go, talk, talk to us, man. We're on a tight uh, timeline tonight. Uh, a lot of people, man, a lot, a lot of people so got much, something to say. I know, but so much talk about men might be coming back. And I'm listening to somebody made a great point saying that um, Jared Williams missed um, curfew and he was able to play, right? Mm-hmm. If that doesn't do it, man. And the fact that you made a great point saying that if you go back to 2016, ago, it don't matter. It don't I know matter. we gotta fo- we gotta focus on the now. Like, yeah, no, nah, but leadership uh, is we should he should have been everybody should have been canned then. Here's another thing. Well, I will say this, Ross. You are making a good point, and I I was talking to somebody about this today actually, uh, that they were talking to me about Blake James, and what I said was Blake James had an opportunity at the end of that season, to correct the mistake that he made. Everything. And he chose, everything. And he chose, not, to, he chose not to do it. And, <laughs> One, um, and has, much, has a whole lot changed since then? Are we much different sitting here today this, than we were at the end of 20, um, 2019? No. The big guy retired. He quit. Okay? He saved us a lot of money and all that. Thank you very much. Then you turned around and hired the guy that was – Failing on defense, we had a terrible quarterback room. We had terrible defense, and you went and hired a guy that didn't know what he was doing. Everybody should have been cleared out then. But anyway, let's let's talk let's let's talk for the future. There's no way an AD should be able to come in here and not fire Manny. I don't care about the political things and all that. The hell with that. The absolute hell with that. Because of political reasons, you're going to be bogged down to a guy that doesn't know what he's doing. His explanation for these fourth and 13 is that I was I thought they was going to play this one. I was surprised. Wait, on first wait a minute. Who, who said he's going to be bogged down? Nobody said the AD would be bogged down. The AD, the AD is going to be given 100% say to do whatever the hell he wants. But what, what I'm I saying is that – From what I understand. What I'm saying, Miami should have got rid of it. Manny should have been gone. Somebody else says, I really think you should have just fired him and put Lastly as the head coach. Because he's the only one know how to get mad at the player and, and hold the players accountable anyway. The best looking part of this team is on the offense. The best looking part of this team is on the offense, and Manny has nothing to do with that. Lastly, came in and recruited quarterbacks. Okay, had a you know play in some of the other positions because he wanted those type of because of his offense. Certain I don't want to hear about COVID. It is what it is. Yeah, it helped us. What it is what it is. We needed that. But because of this offense, guys jumped on board. Lastly, lastly, lastly. 
Who jumped on the, the Manny train on defense? Otherwise, guys like Kitchen, guys that was going to stay with us anyway. What big-time linebacker has he recruited? He has to keep looking to the – and it's embarrassing when he's telling you he's not going to make a big pitch in recruiting because he can't recruit, and he's telling you that he's going to do the transfer portal. They took a very lackadaisical approach on the recruiting this year, and it's biting us in the butt. Somebody made a great point when they said, listen, we can't afford to make Florida State and Florida come back quickly. But you know what? It looks, by the way you're talking and what you've heard, it looks like that's the case. It's like we can't have nice things at Miami. It's like we can't have nice, nice things. For you to come on here and tell me that you're hearing this and you're hearing that? Are we kidding ourselves, Miami? We have not had enough? Are we not sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are we not sick and tired of being sick and tired? You see what happens when you put real football players on the floor on the offensive side of the ball? You get results. Let's go get a guy that can CEO this thing, pay whoever needs to be paid, get some people in here that know what they're doing, I was really back and forth. I really didn't know what I wanted with Mario. Did I want him to win close or get blown out? Or I don't. I couldn't figure it out. Okay, he lost big time. I could care less about that because I know what he could do if he comes to Miami. I know the people that's going to be excited. I know the guy that's visiting now and visiting today and visiting tomorrow and visiting before. They're going to hope. They might make a commitment, but they won't start a letter of intent. February 6th might be our, I don't know if it's February 6th, but in February, it's going to be our turn. Today for, today for these guys who are signing today, tomorrow for us, and tomorrow will be in February if Mario jump on board. So all this talking about this and talking about that, Manny should be going goodbye. Back up the goddamn truck, pack his ish, and get out of here. And I know there's going to be some casualties on the coaching side, but get them out of here. Get them absolutely out of here. This whole thing is a mess. The only thing that's good is on the offense. And we're going to hire a guy that can fix the offensive line, a little by little, but I know, it's, I know they won't be doing some of the things that they're doing now. And I know we, there's offensive linemen that, that, that's out there we could go get. He's coaching at Oregon, by the way, and he got offensive linemen. What do you think he's going to do at Miami? Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, no. He he's one of the best recruiters and developers of offensive he's linemen well, in the country. And he's well respected at that mm-hmm. position. He's gonna to go to like listen, when you when you coached a couple of places, you know how to still go in certain patches of the at the, the state and get certain guys. I guarantee you he might go get like a, a, a one of those offensive line that's in Alabama in the area in Texas or something like that. Nobody talks about that when he was in Oregon, he was thinking about, ah, should I bring this kid in? Should I recruit this kid? And he's not coming to Oregon. But he'll come to Miami. I love the fact that a lot of these, these guys, offensive linemen, like to go fishing. Like I haven't seen a picture. Back in the day, we used to see a picture where the offensive line stuck together. They went out and ate together, fishing together, and do certain things. I haven't seen stuff like that since. And listen, I'm going to take a personal mm-hmm. approach to a kid that if he is family member is on, I don't mean it, but Donaldson, the big fella number 55, that's another thing. That's an indictment on the staff. He's overweight. He's been overweight for three years. And that has not changed. Yep. That's an right. 
Everything that's All right, Roger, you're, you're, you're rambling a little bit on us now, and I got a lot of guys that want to get on. So do you have any uh, strong it, points man. you want to make for, no, real quick? No, I just, I just want to I just want to say, everybody, listen, expect a new coach, and we deserve a new coach. And Manny and, 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 and Gary, they, we're, we're attacking you because you don't need to come on here with this BS. But I like you anyway. It's all good. <laughs> Shout out to everybody, man. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, Ross. Thanks for being part of you got it, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Let's go to the 239. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? 239, you with us? Hello? Yeah, who's this? Yep, who's this? Hey, this is Mondo. This is Mondo from hey, Blockley. What's up? What's up, Armando? What you got for us, hey. man? Uh, I got a few a few points. Um, first of all, like we keep mentioning that we went on a hot streak there, and I just think that we forget that NC State, they don't drop four or five passes wide open. We lose that game. And I understand some people, they're going to want to say, well, we drop passes and we lose games too. But the difference is we drop passes all the time. So I don't think Manny Diaz has done that great of a job this past season. With that being said, man, it feels like we got played, Gary. <laughs> it feels like we got played. But why do you feel you got played? What's what, like? What's your source of feeling because that way? The... the the way the news cycle has happened over the past few weeks, I mean, on Saturday night, you see, we know, it felt like we needed, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't rooting for Mario to lose, but it felt like we needed him to lose. That way there would be an avenue of us to be able to talk to him and get him no, over. I think, I think that you know, was Saturday night hurt, it hurt Mario's position, quite frankly. I mean. With, with, with Miami? I think it did. Yeah. I don't think it helped anything i'll tell you that like you know how do you, uh, how do you think we're if he's in the playoff how do you think we're going to be able to um, because, make a no, to get a hold it, of him it, you could that, that would have been the, not a, that would have been easily worked out that's not the problem the problem is that if you're trying to sell a university uh in terms of a, a, a entire board of trustees and administration on spending 20 million dollars to go get a guy and then you're turning on the TV and watching them, and they're, and they're getting blown up by Utah. I'm not saying it should have had an impact, but I don't think it helped anything. You know? Do you think I it mean, might have made some of the people in the administration kind of second guess? You know what? You know what people were hoping for? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think it helped. Because <laughs> it know? just felt like you know this is this is going to be our moment. We're going to get our guy. The Miami's willing to spend the money. Yeah. We're going to get the right and, what, and two, three days then, after that happened is when I'm, I'm hearing what I reported yesterday. So what does that tell you? Things change, right? <laughs> I mean, if you asked me, if if I was talking a week ago, I thought for sure Manny's getting fired after Duke, and they're going hard after Mario. That's what I was hearing. There was no doubt in my mind that that was going to happen, and they were yeah. going to do what it takes to get Mario. What changed? What made that change? What if they never really w- were invested? What if it was just something to get them off the back because Kirk Herbstreet, you know, embarrassed them? They just they they wanted to you know get some of the heat off of you know the 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 higher ups at the university. I mean, it's, it's I don't it's know, possible. but something, something changed right now. I know one of the things that changed was there's not a consensus. You they're they're not all in agreement with each other. Like there's different opinions. So the the way you compromise all these different opinions, quite frankly, is you you, uh, you compromise and you say, let's hire the best athletic director we can hire, and let's let the athletic director make that decision. And then then all these camps and the board of trustees and everything, they they 
they can't dictate what's going to happen because you have made a decision that you're going to let the athletic director do it. But what will happen is now all those camps are going to start having looking for preferred athletic director candidates to apply for the job because they're going to want the, yeah. the person that's going to line up with their interests to to get the job. That I, I, I have to think that might happen some here. I don't know that for sure, but I've seen that those type of things happen before. But like to me, that's what changed. There wasn't a consensus. The compromise was to go on an AD search. They hired the search firm last week. That's what changed. I got in late. I got in late. I didn't understand if, if, if that's what you're saying, but it kind of it kind of sounded like you were saying that maybe some of the um, people, you know, uh, the older the older uh, the older people on the on the board, I guess, were kind of you know just kind of rethinking their decision to spend the money that you know they they need to at the University of Miami for the football program. Is I, I, that what you said? I, I saw or? this coming from a mile away. I sensed that it might happen before they even got started. $20 million in the garbage can, theoretically, is a lot of money, man. You can build buildings with that money. You can buy equipment, improve uh, nutrition programs. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do with $20 million. And to just take it and send, send Manny Diaz on vacation and pay it off to uh, Oregon uh, or Ole Miss or whatever uh, – just for the right to hire their football coach, I can see why that would make some people puke. I can see it. Like I, yeah. can, look, I can detach from my personal interests um, and opinions, which has always been that they should go after Mario, and I can see another point of view. Some people can't. <laughs> some people just get angry. And uh, the the red lastly is, is 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 that a real thing or is there some yeah that's a real thing that he's talking he's, to them. He absolutely is one of the leading candidates at SMU if Sonny Dykes does. Has he done any interviews? To... Has he done any interviews No, yet, I don't or... know that Sonny Dykes has announced he's going to TCU yet. I have not seen that. Um, but the minute that, the, that Sonny Dykes says that he's going to TCU, Rhett Lashley will be a top candidate at SMU. This, this is my opinion. If, if Rhett Lashley leads to, to SMU, I mean, what's the point of having Manny Diaz here at that point? He's not going to get another – you know, offensive coordinator like that. Like everyone knows that he's he's you know he's he's on the hot he, seat. He might. You know, it's a one year. Earlier in the show, he might. I'm going to tell you why. Tyler Van Dyke. If you're an offensive coordinator who's trying to improve your lot in life, trying to get a head coaching job, trying to you know trying to go to a stage that will be advantageous to your career, um, you don't think your agent is seeking out the Miami OC job with Tyler Van Dyke coming back the way he played the second half of this year? They are. I think a lot of agents would be calling Manny Diaz. Yeah. All right, Gary. That's it. I just wanted to, you know, just – it feels like we're getting played. I don't have any sources. I don't think you're getting played. Like the... No, I don't, I don't think you're getting played. I really don't. Trust me, if you were getting played – But, like, we got our hopes up. We got our hopes up, and it's just like, nah, man. oh, no, well, you know, we're going to pull it from you. I don't know what's going to happen in the end here, but I can tell you what. If you guys, if I thought you guys were getting played, man, I'd have a machete in each hand, and I'd be out there swinging it and playing. I'd be going all Tasmanian devil on everybody for playing you guys. I mean, do you I mean, think – I don't know how season ticket um, uh, works, but do you think uh, – I mean, no, I know a lot of people are upset with Manny Diaz. you think people are going to – there's got to be – the university has to see that there's going to be a loss. In, you know, tickets, They know, you know that everyone's upset with Manny. Other. 
They know everyone's I upset just, with I Manny. I, 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 I just think there's not a consensus. There's not a consensus, A, to spend $20 bucks to fix the problem. They have it if they want to do it, but there's not a consensus. And I'm not sure you spend that kind of money without a consensus. I mean, it, it, just being honest, with an organization that has – you know, a 30, what, 35-member yeah, board? We could, spend, we could spend that money in recruiting. I mean, I was thinking, okay, you know, you know, half glass, half full, you know, if we keep Manny for another year because, you know, it doesn't work out with, with Mario and, you know, we can use some of that money and, and, and hire some sort of recruiting firm and, you know, get, get them some help, you know, some professional help to recruit, you know, do a better job of recruiting. But at, at this point, it's just – it feels like it's a lost cause and we can't even keep our offensive coordinator. But um, yeah. well, if we, if we can get a good guy. the guy for taking a head coaching job, Armando. I mean – Yeah. 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 No, I, I understand. Of course I'm not, he's I'm not for a head coaching job. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, the, with the money that they're willing to spend, you know, doesn't – just because, you know, we're not going to go and get Mario doesn't mean we can't – Put it to good use. Oh, and they already the are. Department. They're already doing things. You know, I mean, they're already doing so things behind the scenes. So, all right, man. Let me let other people get on, Armando. Okay. Thank, thank you, you so thank much you, for being part of the show, man. Yet you, you got it. Thank call us next week. Let's go to three hundred five. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Three hundred five. You with that me? That's you. Who's this? Hey, Gary. How are you? First time caller, David. What's your name? David. David. All right, David, what you got for us, man? So my whole thing is, you know, if you're going to give the AD the power to do it, why tell Manny he's coming back? Because in that case, then the AD doesn't have the power, correct? You know what? I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm confused by it. But I know for a fact I mean, it just doesn't Manny, make sense. That, I know for a fact that Manny thinks he's coming back, and I'm assuming that's based on what's been told to him. And I also know that the next AD is going to make the decision. So maybe somebody is making the assumption, like we talked about earlier in the show, that the new AD is not coming in and firing Manny the minute he arrives on campus. Somebody well, might be making that assumption. He, but, huh? he doesn't have to fire him the minute he arrives. Well, or, <laughs> he could you have know you know, yeah. time to, to, to evaluate. He could see him in the bowl game. Let's say we get blown out in yeah. the bowl game or lose the bowl Absolutely. game, which, mo- which but, may likely happen. If he's legitimately going to be back, like really unwavering, then I think the assumption would be that the AD will take a year to evaluate. Because otherwise, I agree with you. It makes no sense. I mean, why? Yeah. I mean, so in essence, you're hiring an AD and you're telling him, oh, we already told our coach he's, he's going to be back, so you can't fire him. So you're not giving him that, that, the power. Yeah, and that's why I think he could still be fired. I, I absolutely think he because, can still be fired, 100%. Because either the AD has the power or he doesn't. <laughs> either he does so. or he doesn't. And depending on who that guy is, what they want to do will determine, I think, what happens. That's my opinion. And now. I'm not, now, I want to distinguish between facts and opinion. That's my opinion of how it might play out. And 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 where are you at with uh, this Mike Ryan thing that uh, that he's, he's claiming all this stuff? Total you know that? Uh, I Look, I was the one that broke the story yesterday. It had nothing to do with David Epstein. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's telling that guy what or whatever. There's so much nonsense on Twitter and, and stuff. Um, you know, everyone's attacking David Epstein now. I don't know. I'm not. I haven't been impressed all the time with David Epstein. He was missing in action. Um, I but uh, but 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 in defense of him, I will say he supposedly was in Europe on vacation. But uh, if you're the faculty, if you're the uh, board of trustees liaison to athletics. You can't let Blake James do what Blake James did that day when uh, Mark Rick retired. You have to be on top of that situation. I don't care if you're in Siberia, you know. And he wasn't. I agree. He wasn't on top of it, My- and, he, and, he, and, 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 he, and he should have been. And he let Blake James, Manny Diaz, and the University of Miami down that day. My, my whole he, thing is, but, my whole but thing is, is he is, leaking it, all, what I reported yesterday? He didn't leak it to me. That's all I can tell you. I'm the one that broke the story. Well, my whole thing is, is that, you know, it's contradictory. It doesn't make sense. You know, either, you know, the AD has the power to do what he wants. If he wants to fire him, he's going to fire him. But the administration already told Manny that he's coming back. So which one is it? You know, uh, yeah. either that or you hire, you're hiring an AD that's going to be basically a puppet and do whatever the administration tells him. You know, he doesn't have the power. So, you know, it just, it, it just doesn't make sense. And, and, and if he does come back, you know, you think recruiting is bad this year. Imagine next year when, you have a head coach who's on the hot seat being quote unquote evaluated and, you know, talk about negative recruiting and you know what you, he can't go out and recruit basically on a one year deal. He's going to have to ask for an extension or something because he's going to say he can't recruit. And what are they going to do then? Right. I mean, he's basically blaming it on blaming recruiting on that. Now he's blaming Blake James on what he said, man, I don't know, but I'm just sitting here looking (laughs) This I, guy that you're I talking think, about, he's think got think over 100,000 followers on Twitter, man. I wish, I, I wish he'd give us credit for our story. <laughs> like, I wish he'd put at Sport on there. Maybe we'd get some new Twitter followers. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I just I think that they're so far in already. It's so bad right now that, I mean, there's no possible way they could bring him back. They, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. but, it's but gonna, next, next year would be, it's going to be scary bad. I don't know. With I, the I, fan I, base, with boosters, with donors, you'd have to think it's just going to be the worst it's ever been. Yeah, this, this, is, this is two weeks in a row, this guy is reacting to our story without mentioning us. Um, so, Mike, if you're listening, please, it's at Kane Sport. Give us credit. I know you're trying to, you know, probably, you know, do some things. And, and, and I'm a huge Levitard guy. Dan and I uh, worked at the Herald together way, way, way back. Um, love Dan. Love your guys' show and all that, but... Damn, man, at Kane Sport, if you're going to keep reacting to our stories and making them your own. Um, anyway, yeah. sorry, David. All right, Gary, uh, thanks for the time. I just had a vent because you asked me about it, and I started looking. I'm like, damn, 135,000 Twitter followers. That's pretty good. All right, man, give yeah, us a call no, next Yeah, I appreciate time. it. Thank you. Yep. All right. Take care. Right. Let's go to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? 850, you with us? Going once, twice. All right, next time. Let's go to the uh, 904. You're live on King Sport Live. Gary, how you doing, man? Doing great. Who's this? It's Antoine from Jacksonville. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Antoine? How you doing? Talk to us. Um, yeah, man, I've been hearing a lot of crazy stuff. And let me, let me just be honest with you, man. All right. Okay. So Manny Diaz is supposed to be a defensive coach. Okay, mm-hmm. so this year statistically, 
is the worst. Through, I guess eleven games we played is the worst statistical uh, defense in Miami Hurricanes history. Is that true? Like I, statistically, I didn't we're, that. yes, yes, we are literally giving up thirty-five plus points a game. I mean, thirty plus points a game, and, and almost like close to four hundred yards a game. Like it literally is like statistically, we're horrible on defense. You're so, talking about in terms of points is, allowed. Yes. So explain to me how this man is supposed to be a defensive. This is how he made his shot, supposedly. He's a defensive coach. If he, if his defense is statistically, historically horrible, he can't recruit because the position that he uh, is, is specifically in charge of linebackers is the worst one, is the worst on the team. So what exactly for $3.5 million a year does Manny Diaz bring? His defense is bad. The position he coaches is the worst on the team. What hey, exactly you, does he bring for three points? Where are you finding that stat? Just it's 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 in, in uh it gets uh, college football statistics whatever that is. I looked it up. I looked it up a few days ago. I looked it up. Uh, you know, since just a few days ago. But I looked it up. I'm looking at it right now. But we where are we nationally? Where are we nationally? Tell me. What's the number? Uh, I'm 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 trying. I'm gonna look it up. I'm, I'm okay, look up, look up the, the, the Miami Hurricanes for the last. It's the, wor- it's the worst it's, ever. It's, it's, it's historically, yes, uh, yes, yes, historically, let's look, look it up. Look up what we've given up all the years, Al Golden, uh, Butch Davis, all of them. Just look it up. It's horrible. We're, it's, 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 it's the worst. So if you can explain this to me, what, is he, what does he bring to the table? If we're literally every game we play – is a death struggle no matter who we play. We're giving up 30. Like, look at it, Gary. You've been covering the team for 30-plus 30, 30 years. Tell me a, 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 a season you remember Miami giving up 30 points a game. Just think. Just, just, just oh, off the yeah. top of your 19, head. 1984 was pretty bad. I'm not sure what the stat was. But <sighs> 1984 was pretty bad. Okay. Um, okay. So, okay. So Miami gave – so Miami's giving up so – so basically that's – what, 35 years, 36 years ago? Yeah, and I'd have to – I mean, there were probably so, other years. Okay, so if you, can, if you think great. about that and think about the amount of money he's making based on the fact that you, you've been saying it all, all, all the whole uh, podcast that he, he can't get a defensive coordinator in there because they think they're better than him. They are better than him. He's I not understand. good. So if he – so if he's not, what does he bring to the table? And another point I want to make, I'm, I'm glad well, I just thought about point. it. If, I really, if you're saying he's not good enough to coach the defense, then what does he bring to the table? I agree. What is he doing? Well, okay, okay. Now, we're talking about the money as far as the bias for coaches. I just, now, you just came across Twitter uh, a little while ago. Do you realize that Hugh Freeze just got $4 million a year to coach at Liberty? Yeah, I saw that. So the so the prices of the coaches aren't going down. You're saying that we we maybe we maybe can save money and and wait till a year or another two for the buyouts to go down. It's going to get worse. The price tag is going to go up. The the, the Mel Tucker nine million dollars, whatever the hell he got, four million dollars at Liberty for Hugh Freeze. It's going up, Gary. It's not going to get cheaper. It's going to get more expensive. 
it's going to get more expensive to get a coach. Okay, here's the, here's the last point now. I've been, now, this is what I've been hearing. Now, you tell me if I'm wrong. The old guard at the BOT has been, is, 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 is holding up the wheels of progress. The new, the new guard, the ones that want to inject 20 to $30 million a year that we've talked about, the yep. new guard that's willing to put up the money, they are, they're wanting to get uh, Tom Urix or, or, or uh, Radovich from Clemson. They're, want, they're wanting to go in a whole new direction. They, wanna, they want Mario. They want to spend the money. The people that have not been willing to spend the money, the same old guard, they're blocking the wheels of progress, even though they're not willing to spend the money, as if it's their money that's being spent. Explain that to me. How can you be mad at somebody else for spending their money? Yep. I it's mean, not, okay, you certainly it, make that case. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. If it's not your money to spend, if the new guard, if okay, the definition of insanity gear is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. What have we been doing the same thing for the last 20 years? So, so the old guard has been in charge, been doing the same thing, and nothing, it, it hasn't gotten any better. So if the new guard wants to do something different, why won't you let them do it? Let them spend their money and see how it works out. What, what do you have to lose? It's not even your money. I'm good, Gear. Have a good night. All right, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Let's go, to, okay. uh, back, let's go back to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. 305, you with us? Going once. Uh, going Gary, twice. What's right. up, man? Oh, wait. I'll, I'll come, come, I'm coming right back to you. I hit the off button. You didn't talk. Um, go ahead. Who's this? This is uh, Callie Kane. How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? Talk to us. What you got? I'll be real with you. I completely forgot what I was going to say, but... Um, All right. I can move on to the next I'll, one. I'll come up with another point right here. And, huh? uh, it's relative to uh, financing... So if you take the um, average surplus of tickets sold at each individual game, which, which could be about 25,000 extra seats at an average cost of $40 a ticket, that comes out to about a million dollars per game. Okay. So if we have, what, six like home games, um, seven home, games. home games or something like that? No, you have six or seven. Six or seven? Okay. So that's, you know, $7 million. Um, yep, okay. Does the uh, board of trustees and the donors take that money into consideration when paying out buyouts to contracts as – I don't – Maybe I, they can you know, use those I don't in know. the future for reimbursements to the people that are foregoing their hard-earned money towards, you know, paying out these coaches' contracts, which is probably a hard thing to do, understandably so as it's not as tangible as like a building or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if they care about that or not. You know, it's not a, in the scope of things they got a 110 million dollar budget. In the scope of a 110 million dollar budget, 6 million dollars, you know, I mean it's a lot of money, but I don't know that it, that's going to influence decisions. Yeah, I was just thinking about it because you made a, a pretty strong point about the $13 million, you know, between Manny's contract and also buying out Mario's contract. Well, it's, was a it's, big thir- it's, it's $13 million plus, plus, plus they got to pay the income taxes. So it's really more like 15 to $20 million. Like when you give right. Mario $9 million for the buyout, you also got to give him another four 
four to five to pay the income taxes that he's going to have to pay on that income because it gets booked to the coach as personal income. Like in 2019, Miami paid Manny Diaz, is everybody ready to puke, $9.5 million. Because the buyout, the buyout was $4 million. They had to give him a million and a half or so for the taxes, and then they paid him a salary. Almost, almost, oh, between 9 and $9.5 million. Right. It's a lot of money. A lot of money, man. Yeah, no, buyouts I was just get, to buyouts get expensive. Somewhat, you know, creative and, yeah. um, you know, making that payment a little bit more feasible for the people that are actually putting the money in Well, there are ways you can get creative if you want to. You can finance it. You can get somebody to write an interest-free loan. Like, these people got, like, like there's ways to deal with this stuff. Um, you know, so if they have the will, there's a way. I just, I just don't think they can agree with each other. I just don't, I, you know, I, I think they get too caught up in the politics and all that, and they can't necessarily all agree with each other, and they end up punting, and that's what might happen right. here. They might, they might end up punting. All right, let me let you run. I got to let right. some other people get on here, but uh, thanks for being part of the show. Hey, one more, one more comment, if, if I can, um, and Good. I'll make it real quick. So, the Seahawks are three and seven. Um, their personnel is not the strongest in the NFL. Does uh, Alonzo Highsmith own that level of success and production for Seattle? And do you think that they would no, absolutely not. be He's in a bad mood if Alonzo came to Miami? No, I don't think I don't think it matters. Alonzo's just a, in the personnel department as an executive. You know, he no, I don't think I don't think it would be like that at all. But he has nothing to do with the okay. record, and and he just got there, and you know, yeah, no, nah, it's all good. All right, man, we'll talk to you next time. Give us a call next all week. Right. Let's go to the seven eight six. You're live on King Sport Live. Gary, my friend, I know you don't have much time, but I want to wish everybody at Kane Sport, particularly you and Matt and everybody over there, just a happy Thanksgiving and well wishes to all of you and your families and your, and the entire Kane Sport family, Gary. It's a, been a Thank true you, pleasure been associated with you all these years. We appreciate and, uh, it very much. I, I know we've gone through, I know we've gone through ups and downs as a fan base, and I know nothing is ever, uh, Gary. Nothing's ever perfect in life. We all know that. Uh, this is a great uh, passion that we all have, and uh, I, I forget the gentleman's name that was on earlier. And he just he just focused on the positive uh, this year. And I got to tell you, he made a great point. Uh, it's been a phenomenal to see some of these young kids and, and, and their growth, their ability to get better, their ability to buy in. And there's a lot of positive. I know the the. the <laughs> The final, the final product that we're all concerned about is the W's, and 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 being in the national spotlight and being in the playoffs. But uh, you know, life comes at you really quick, and every second's precious, Gary. And uh, I think we, we we have a lot of positive that we just continue to take for granted. And uh, just wanted to to make that statement and just concur with the, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, uh, G. But uh, anyway, I think it was James. Wanted to Go share ahead. that with you. James, okay. But, uh, hey, listen, I, I don't want to get into the coaching and the AD and all that. I, I, you know, I can go back to two years ago when I broke that story regarding uh, Alonzo, and, you know, I was attacked. And, you know, I, I can go over all that stuff, talking about breaking stories. Now there's some guy on Twitter, and, you know, I, you know it is what it is. I, I, I'm just grateful that, uh, that you've always done things professionally. We, we disagree a lot here and there, and, and, and I even sent you some information regarding – uh, what, what the Blue Buds really spend every year. I sent you that article last week that was pre-COVID, obviously, so that could have been affected by it. But uh, I, I just I don't want people to get upset 
and, and, and to not understand one thing. In this business, when there's a change of leadership at the top, there's a trickle-down effect no matter what, just like everything else in life. So you can't expect someone, and, and this is how this really works. There's two or three candidates. It's, there's a short list. It's been a short list for, for more than six or seven weeks. They've been talking to people. It's what they call back channels. I mean, it is what it is. It's part of the, the business, especially in college athletics. So whoever they've narrowed it down, they've also been able to impart or to share who their top three candidates or their short list is going to be to replace Manny. It's going to happen when and, when and if. This AD is higher, whether it happens today, tomorrow, next week, or the week after, or January 1st, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Once that occurs, that person has to make their decision. So there's no reason to attack Gary Furman. There's no reason to take Matt Shodell's side or, or to see. You see, look, Matt apologized to Gary today. There's no need for any of that stuff. That's all minutia. It doesn't matter. It's going to go that way because no quality person is going to take a gig and be told what to do. Because basically, nobody wants to be the puppet. And we've, we've, I've always said this, and, and, and no disrespect to Blake, great person, all those things, but, you know, you just can't be their puppet. The changing of the guard has, has occurred. I've been saying this for the last two years. Now more than ever with Mr. Moss and his group involved, it's gotten even stronger. So we just have to take a deep breath, let things play out. But the right things are going to happen. you just got to be patient. And as far as Manny goes, listen, let's stop blaming the guy. He didn't go he didn't he didn't he didn't get after this job. He was offered the job. He was the one that was lobbied to leave Temple. Let's not forget that. We keep blaming this guy for everything. You know, when no matter what job we've done in life, you don't come into it and, and you're automatically a success. You gotta fail first. And that's part of this gig. He had to cut his teeth somewhere. And this wasn't the place to, for a young guy like him or Randy Shannon to cut their teeth. It really wasn't. And w- w- at this stage, let's let's not get these personal attacks with his dad. And let's just leave all that crap alone, man. Let's focus on the positive, like James mentioned, Gary. So we'll see something happen here pretty soon. If it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. We're going to keep going in the right direction. Uh, you know, hopefully the kids will have a great finale up in, in at Duke and they'll play well and. And we'll just see where things go. But let's keep our focus right now on what's most important. That's these student-athletes. Because, man, it, it's hard to be a student-athlete in today's world, Gary, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how hard it is. I mean, it's a pretty good gig a if you ask me. It's, it's a lot harder than people It's a lot harder than people think. That daily grind, it's a, 12, it's a job that's 12 months out of the year, Gary. You get very little time off. You really do. And, and – and, it's it's not what we think it is. Until you've done it as a player, as a coach, or both, you don't know the reality. I mean, I'm, I've been I've been out of the water for a long time when it comes to, to the college area, and, and I can tell you, there are things that I see that just blow my mind because there's no way I could have done those things. But anyway, Gary, appreciate you. Love you guys, and happy right, Thanksgiving thanks, to everyone. Thanks for and, being and, part and of the show, okay. man. You got it. Let's go to the uh, let's go to two five six. You're live on Kane Sport Live. So what's going on, Gary? Doing great. Who's this? This is Juan from Alabama, man. What's up, Juan? Talk to us quick, man. I only got a few minutes left here. All right. Um, shit, I appreciate all the positivity that uh, everything just tried to throw out there. But uh, 
we've been sorry as hell for too damn long. And mm-hmm. what was the stat that that I seen on ESPN? Seven hundred and fifty missed tackles. Uh, some I, I believe that's what I saw. That is fucking terrible. So you know, hopefully we go ahead and uh, drop Manny's ass, and whoever said that he could stay, they need to be fired too. All right, keep me on hold. All right, Juan, that was quick and precise. Thank you, man. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Let's go to the uh, 907. You're live on Chain Sport Live. 907, you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, next time. Last call of the night. Let's go to the 504. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing, man? It's Rolls New Orleans. What's up, Roland? Take us home, man. Time to go to bed. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, I, <laughs> man, I hate people bashing you, man, on your article. Ah, that's all right, man. Um, it's, I understand people yeah, are upset. They don't know who to lash out at. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, Listen, yeah, you know, you know, there's, there's some guys that are taking over the top. The disrespect is insane, but, you know, whatever. You know, it's like, look, whatever, you know. Look, I yeah, do the best. I, I, I do the best I can. I don't make the news. I report it. No, you do a great job, man. You do a great job. I I just have one. I have one question. I know time is short, but my question is: How can you? Well, I guess when they bring a new AD in, have give Manny Diaz another year? I just can't justify it from a from a whole. He might not. He, he might walk in and fire from, him. One. He yeah, might. that's what I'm saying. Off the line, defensive line, eight recruits. And all those guys you mentioned that went to the league, that's in the league, think about where they got drafted. They were all free agents. They were all seven-round picks, maybe a fifth-round pick. This past year you had Russo and um, Jalen uh, to the Dolphins. Outside of that, nobody defensively has had – there were no early-round picks and no impact players that came out of the University of Miami, Miami under uh, Manny Diaz, coaching or being a D.C. If they go, I'm going to just say this, if they go in, I'm leaving at this, they go in to 2022 with Manny Diaz as coach, it's over. They, they kill, they're going to kill a program. It's done. So mm-hmm. I just, no, yeah, it's, your it's feeling no is the feeling of a lot of people. Yeah, so. But anyway. Great job, man. All right, Roland. Get get a new new coach. Yep. Appreciate it as always. Thanks for being part of the show. I got got, uh, about 90 seconds left. I got one more caller that just popped on the board. Let's go to the 540. You're on Kane Sport Live. Hi, Gary. Hey, who's this? Uh, uh, Jason. What's up, Jason? You got one minute. Go. Shoot. All right, I'll get one minute. I'll have to call back next week when I have more time yeah, to talk. We'll be back next week. We'll be, yeah, we'll be back good, next week. But go ahead, take your minute. Go. The good is the enemy of the best. The university has to decide what they want to be, as you said before. Do we just want to win six to eight games and go to a, a shit bowl? Ever since 2002, you, you, you mentioned maybe next year they'll fire Manny, but one year turns to five, it turns to ten, it turns to twenty. We, before we had up the year, we had up one finger in the air and said we're number one. That's what you want to be again. Get it right now. Bring Mario. Be serious about winning championships. Don't just talk about it. The good is the enemy of the best. At the year, we are supposed to be the best. And I will, I'll just call back next week. There. Thank, yeah, you. Thank you, guys. You got it, man. Thanks, thanks for the call. All right, everybody, that's going to be it for tonight. I uh, want to thank everybody that called in. Um, a lot of uh, really, really, really strong opinions, obviously, and 
Um, but I think there's a pretty consistent voice that we're hearing on this show, on the message boards. The Canes fan wants to see change. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe I, I think fans are being heard. Maybe that'll change the dynamics here in the coming days and weeks. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, Canes are off to Duke. We'll be back here next Tuesday night. Um, until next time, goodbye, everybody.